And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. And I'm James. And we got a guest, too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Such royalty here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Who's that? Ryan. What's Ryan do? I mean, not his job. What is? Did you not prep James? How does Ryan get paid? (laughs) Ryan is a podcaster in the Big Sky Conference. Mm -hmm. What team do you think he podcasts about? Bobcats. Actually, it's Northern Colorado. Yeah, (laughs) go Bears. Bear down. (laughs) Ryan's uh, Ryan's visiting Missoula this week, so Brent and I'm going to mention that it's Brent. Thought, oh great, you know we haven't done a pod in months and months and months, and let's invite a Bobcat. What do you think about that? He seems nice enough. Yeah. Somebody texted me and they said, well, somebody texted you're me? having a bobcat on the pot? You need a new campaign manager. <laughs> and I said, this has nothing to do with that. This is all Brent's fault. This is all my so, fault. So, just, just a realtor screwing things up. I am excited to uh, get a text from Hot Take Nate that says, you had a bobcat on and it wasn't me. <laughs> uh, fair. Yeah, I guess Nate's not, uh, he's a little bit more fiery than me. I think, so. <laughs> yeah. More explosive of a podcast. Just, just a little. Just a little. Well, it's good to be here. It'd be fun. Glad yeah. to have you, Thorny. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for well, coming on. And I think having a Bobcat on the pod actually was able to get Mike to clear his schedule up to actually do a pod. So, no, see, I've, just... I've had this Sunday circle for a while. <laughs> James, why don't you tell people, because really there's a whole section of people that only listen until you're done talking. So, why don't we give <laughs> them what they want? I'm talking about grandma. So, yeah. <laughs> this is the grandma segment. Um, so, why don't you, uh, what have you been up to this summer? Mm, camps. Camps. What kind of camps, dude? Mostly sports. Yeah, basketball, football. He did a conditioning camp. Wow. Right? <laughs> what? How old did is you, he? Did you improve your 40 time? Yeah. Yeah? What's your 40-yard dash right now? Like 7-2 or something. Okay, okay. They do conditioning camps at that age? I'm, I'm probably, um, I'm, I'm definitely like a... Like that. I was going to say, when I was a kid, they <laughs> certainly did either, but he... He went, and not only went, I thought he was going to not like it after like the second day. He, he loved it. He had fun. Mm-hmm. Who knew? Kids more comfortable in a weight room than I've ever been, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Build a program. James, did you do any like uh, like uh, grizzly basketball or grizzly football no. or little camps? Like, okay, nothing yeah, like that yet. This year. I was only Sentinel. Yeah. Just Sentinel stuff. Um, okay. What else have we done this week, this summer? Did you do any camping? Very little bit. Once. Yeah, it's, been a, Once. it's been a tough summer. Man. We're going camping this weekend. It's great. Nice. Next weekend. Yeah, this weekend. And the one coming up. That's next Man, weekend. Man, as you've gotten older and you've been able to just readily disagree with me on this podcast. <laughs> it's I know. Less, it's awesome. It's become less fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're... <laughs> you should encourage this. Um, went to Butte for the 4th of July. What did you guys do for the 4th? I was back in Shelby, the Paris of the High Line. Um, Shelby had the 100-year anniversary of the Dempsey-Gibbons fight. Oh, right. Oh, nice. And so they had like one of the like the great-grandchild of, I think, Tom Gibbons is a boxer in Minnesota. And he came and fought. And they had like a, a series of boxing matches at the fairgrounds. No kidding. And it was, I mean, and then, you know, Shelby has a big 
you know, fair weekend. We're sort of like the central town of all the small little towns up there. I have been there with you. <clears throat> yes. I, Mariah's fair fun time. Photographic evidence yeah. of us in the old Western <laughs> get up. Um, but so with these two large weekends, it's been a like it's just a banging time to be in Shelby over the summer. <laughs> so are these or is this 100 year anniversary of the fights going to destroy the town for two and a half years as well? Or uh, I think it, the ripple effects are still felt. Now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, yeah. That's not good. I, I got a soft spot for Shelby in my heart. <laughs> yeah, I was I was at home. It was my mom's birthday. She's a Fourth of July baby, so I try right. to get back there. All right. Shout out, Mama Bear. Nice. What did you do? Did you, did you end up on local news breaking all the fireworks laws again? No, no. You really I, should be associated with that. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> no, uh, no run-ins with the police this uh, this. Um, I don't have this I don't know that we oh, you have. Don't know this. So this is probably like seven or eight years ago now. Well, yeah. There's there's this <laughs> news story that, that comes across K-Pax in town. And here is... Britt Lawberg wearing a giant American flag shirt. Or was no, it, it was eagle an eagle. Shirt. It said America. It's a red, red shirt with a eagle. big eagle on it. It's <laughs> America. Talking to cops yeah. about the fireworks in his neighborhood. Like, you know, in his like Brent kind of pushback mode. What? I'm getting rainy South Park vibes here. I thought this was America. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, wish I seen. I tried to find the photo recently, and I can't find I it. I still have it. Okay. I, I got it. Yeah, it's um, it was fun. The funny thing too was because it was like the it was like the uh, a looped reel that they used for like three, three years, years in a row, yeah. and when people Brent kept being would like, come up in the fireworks." Story. Like I see you on the news. They're talking about fireworks in the city again. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was like two houses ago for you. <laughs> So uh, the the fun thing for my summer so far, lots of fun things, but uh, I put a little team together for the uh, Grizzly Quarterback Club Golf Scramble, and we won it. Cool. And so I get to travel with the team charter to Utah Tech. So Friday, I go to the UM, fly down, cool. team hotel. I get the day because it's a night game on Saturday. Go to the game, come back. Did you rig the teams? Did you did you find out? Like we just we just got hot. Yeah, it was, <laughs> we looked up. No, so James can go. This uh, so that it's kind of funny because I think a lot of people that played scrambles, you're used to typical scramble stuff. You buy mulligans or there's string that you get to like, get closer to the hole, that stuff like that. This uh, quarterback club, they changed the, the they changed it up last year, and it is just it is a hundred percent shakedown and it's all like a, a fundraiser for um quarterback club and, and funding uh you know football activities and things and so what they have is a bunch of different games or uh, contests on a bunch of holes that you pay extra money for and then um it, it can improve your score there was like one where it was like uh um rob fetasy's throwing uh cornhole bags and if he makes two you get two off your 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 score on a par three okay. well, you got to pay him 40 bucks to do it so we pay him 40 bucks and then we birdied the par three and he made two so we got a zero on it nice uh there was one where justin green was you were like rolling these big dice or if you just gave him a it was like uh 60 or 80 bucks you just go right to the green on the par five and putt and that's your first shot and we made that so like we we set this all up i told my team i was like i'm gonna pay our entrance fee you guys each bring like a hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks in cash, and we're gonna do all the games. And we did all the games, and so we shot a fifty-two. 
<laughs> and we tied with the media team of ABC Fox, so like Rainey and his guys, they shot a 52. And But since our team, our handicaps were like 6, 8, 10, and 12, we got a two-stroke adjustment, and they got a little less, so our, our adjusted was 50, and theirs was like 50.4. And it was kind of funny because Sean was really worried about winning the trip down because he's going anyways. (laughs) So what happened was, is they did a, so they had a low gross and a low net. And so Sean's team actually got uh, 18 holes at rock Rock Creek, um, uh, cattle company, um, course out there, which is now like a top 50 private course in the whole U S. So a good trade off, but, uh, yeah, won the QB club tournament, uh, going to Utah tech. I'm excited for it. Um, I don't know. So one guy, uh, loyal pod listener, Jay, he lives in Seattle. Uh, the charter's probably not going to loop to Seattle to pick him up. So he's trying to figure that out. And then my other, my other guys are Nate Sanders, former Grizz, and then a guy named Justin, cool. uh, who you and me know. So uh, we'll see. Should be fun. Yeah. Should be a blast. Um, we're probably not going to drive to St. George, Utah. You get the, it's further than Salt Lake. Yeah. Just fly to Vegas and drive up. There you go. Yeah, you can take a Legion Vegas. flight, rent a car, you'd be there and. A little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's let's ask Ryan what he's been up to this summer, and then we can you know talk to you for a second and move you on. Okay. Okay. You can ask Ryan what he's been up to this summer. You just did. All right. <laughs> I'll count it. <laughs> well, it all culminated being here tonight, but uh, you know I work from home, and we don't have you know we've had struggles finding the babysitters and stuff, so it's oh, mostly yeah. just been me trying to work and also keep the house from being burned down to there the ground. Go. With a nine-year-old and a seven-year-old. So you're like counting down the days for school to start. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's every year anyway, but (laughs) especially when it's me pretty much all summer. So we haven't done too much yet. Uh, My son has done a a cooking camp. So that on your list of camps, cooking camp? Yeah, he's... You would like it. We should look at it. It was was actually pretty fun for him. But he's he's done some soccer, some stuff like that too. But yeah, it's... uh, Not too much going on this summer, but later on we're going to go to Ireland for my wife and I's anniversary. Wow. So, okay, well, way to bury the lead. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> yeah. So that's our 10-year anniversary plan. So that's why normally we come out here every year, but uh, it's just me and the kids this time. So I can basically work from remotely from my parents' house here in Missoula because I'll be working here. And you'll probably get hours. more done. I probably will. I'll get way more done. <laughs> <laughs> Even over here with one like one screen on my laptop, it's going to be twice as productive. <laughs> my wife stayed behind because we were just saving the hours so we can go. Yeah, it's been like a couple of weeks over in Europe and Ireland and all that stuff. So. You're gonna, be, you're gonna so, be there for a few weeks. We don't know yet. We haven't okay. booked anything. Haven't booked it. It's a month coming up. We should probably get on that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, um, no plans. Uh, for the for the audience that doesn't know, and I don't know that many of them are gonna care, but you know, yeah. why don't you tell us about um, how you're connected to us? What you what you're yeah. doing out there? Sure. Well, uh, my buddy and I Ryan started a podcast in 2018, Montana State Bobcat Podcast. Very clever name, R&R, both named Brian. So there you go. Put the math, Do the math on that one. <laughs> James was quietly booing over here. Yeah. I don't know if the microphone picked it up. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I expect some, a little bit of hostility here. You, I don't know if you guys, you can't see this because you're not recording this, but I got a, an R&R cat on. I, I chose not to wear Montana State gear. You know, I'm, I'm being neutral as I can here about supporting the Bobcats. <laughs> Bring uh, bows I brought some bows over. Yeah. Over here. <laughs> I got, what is that, the neutral hostility? I'm yeah. not sure what we call that. But the Buzz McCann, <laughs> it is kind of, mar- it's maroonish. It's a little brown. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, we did the podcast, and we've been doing that for a few years, and kind of just hooked up with the rest of the pod- podcasters and the Big Sky Network. All formed an alliance a yeah. couple years ago, and I met these guys a couple summers ago. It was two summers ago, right? A couple yeah. summers back, yeah. 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 We had a few beers at Highlander. Yeah. Beer. Highlander, and uh, I 
came out and I was like, hey, you want to do a show while we're out, while I'm out here? So Awesome. Um, real quick, James, is there anything else from you? Anything you want to talk about? No. No? James, how do you feel about <clears throat> the Big Sky coaches voting the Grizz sixth in the conference? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen? No. We finished sixth a bunch of late. Because if you don't finish finish first, you finish sixth in this yeah. conference. Where, you <laughs> it's know, true. Not everybody <laughs> tie plays sixth. Yeah. That's good. Point. Either tie for first or finish sixth. What, what's your thoughts? Is it uh, too low? Should we? Or um, so too high? Yeah, too low or too high? Should we? Are we going to finish better than sixth? We're going to finish worse. We're going to finish better. Better. Okay. We don't play one of the good teams like Washington or East, this Eastern. Year. Yeah, we don't play Eastern. This yeah, year. but you're assuming Eastern's going to be good. I'm not. The only, there, I know one person that thinks Eastern's going to be good. Oh. Kyler. <laughs> yeah, that's only a recent, dis, recent just, uh, on his part, though. Yeah. <laughs> he just Think warmed up like last week on it. No, they might be all right. Um, are there any questions online for James? Let me check real quick. I don't know if I saw any, but we've had a couple late ones kind of pop up. What are so you doing? You have a big trip, trip left this summer as well, don't you? Yeah. What are you going to do? Go to Washington, D.C. Yeah. Whoa. Going to D.C.? Who with? My grandma and grandpa. All right. Are you going to go see some uh, monuments and go through some uh, 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 museums and stuff like that? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And catch a Nationals game, I think. The Nationals are playing the Red Sox, I think, two games. Nationals playing. Red Sox and Phillies. Red Sox and Phillies. Okay. Okay. They thought about making a... New York stop, but it was too complicated, so we'll do that another year. <laughs> uh, stay with your aunt, right? My sister lives there. <laughs> uh, James, okay. Everett Grizz is curious. What's your favorite movie? I don't really know. Oh. Do you have one you've watched recently that you were like... This is a good movie. You were watching Sandlot the other day. That's one that you yeah. often go back to. Yeah. Or do you have any recommendations? Is there something you think I should watch? Probably Mr. Beast. <laughs> do you log in and catch him live? No? <laughs> watch him on tape delay. Nobody can tell you a lot about him. This is, I don't know if this is a parenting win or a parenting fail, but <laughs> you know, nonetheless. There's worse things on the internet. <laughs> Uh, the only other question we have, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase it, but James, if you did the full podcast with us, uh, what kind of beverage would you want to have of your choice that you could sip on through mm. the next the hours that we talk? Probably like Sprite. A Sprite? You're a Sprite yeah. guy? Okay. Yeah. On the rocks or neat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want one big rock or a bunch of little ones or do you just... Sprite with with ice cubes? James. Yeah. Does McDonald's Sprite taste different? Than all yes. the other sprites. Yes. Is it better or worse? It's better. It's better. McDonald's Coke definitely tastes different. Yeah. And it is better. <laughs> Was it? No Shirley Temple, but uh, Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> all right, dude. Those we had those two questions. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to talk about? No. All right. We're going to do a preview in a couple weeks, so you better start doing your research. Get Riley on here. Yeah. And we, got a, we might have a former player who might join us for that. We could have, we'll have fun time I've with that. I've already saw the schedule. I'm pretty sure we play like the back-to-back Division Two champs. We do. We do. Yeah. Hopefully we win. Yeah. Knowing Montana. 
They're going to find some way to make it a close game. God, are there more true words in the last decade? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> it doesn't oh, no. matter what sport it is. Yeah. Thanks, Bubba. Good seeing you, James. Good to see you, James. We're pointing out before we recorded, James and Mike got fresh haircuts for the pod. It's efficient. It's okay. They rock. Yeah, mine looks great. Keeping it, keeping it high and tight, Mike, as always. <laughs> 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 if I came up to you, I couldn't tell you got a haircut. Oh, <laughs> man. It's cutting so Burn. mean. It just hurts. Burn. It hurts. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh, where do we want to start? Oh my um, gosh. I mean, obviously, you know, we have a cat on here, so at some point we should talk about the cats, but like, we can't leave talking about the cats. No, yeah, we're not, that's we're, obnoxious. We're not yeah. um, we're going to talk more in depth about the Grizz coming up. Yeah, a couple weeks. But I mean, weeks, I think so. the, one of the big questions for the Grizz, obviously, is the quarterbacks. I mean, you have Vidlak, who was there for spring, and mm-hmm. um, the other guy wears number two. What's his McDowell. McDowell. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Uh, that was there in the spring? No, it wasn't there. In the McDowell, yeah. McDowell, yeah. 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 Um, and, and and then of course Brown Brown JB twelve see how they uh, battle it out. I mean that's going to be an interesting one. One watching fall camp. What else are you looking at? Because fall camp starts this week. So what are your questions going into fall camp? Yeah, I think you know obviously everything always centers around quarterback, and I think the more kind of in depth thing on quarterback, and this kind of seems to be the big discussion we've been seeing is like how does this all fit? Because Sam Vidlak is not. Uh, I mean, he's not he's not a run first quarterback. He's not a dual threat, um, and so the starter entering fall camp's a pocket QB. Chris Brown probably is a little bit more should be a pocket QB. Uh, Caden Hoyt, who's the what is he a sophomore now, pocket QB, and then McDowell is not at Central Arkansas. He didn't play a lot, but he had more I think rushing yards than passing yards, and so and he's six two two twenty or something. He's like a big dude, so. I'm really curious just to see if, if this is – are we going Sac State here? Are we going passer, pass first QB, rush first QB, and mix them up? Uh, what does that look like? Uh, and then the other thing, I mean, I'm just – we had a lot of defensive departures. Um, and I am D-line I am worried about. Yeah, and That's so – That's my biggest question mark, honestly. You know, for me, I'm just more curious at corner just because I think we've got one guy with a lot of play time and a – bunch of transfers and a bunch of guys that have been backing up for a bit so i just don't know what corner looks like either so yeah 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 um these are all really good points back to the um the quarterback situation is like vidlak is a redshirt sophomore yeah right yeah we have him, we have him for three years we have mcdowell for two and vidlak for three i think so I ostensibly mean, we think we vidlak we is number one I mean, he was number one in in spring, ahead of Chris Brown, without even having played. Which was right. although Chris Brown started the spring game, so Chris Brown did start the spring game, but Vidlak had a great spring game. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. It, it kind of makes me nervous that if they didn't hit on Vidlak, that we've you know finishing four and four last year. Yeah, and with kind of four question like games yeah. games uh, against legitimate opponents for mm-hmm. conference you know games yeah. like when you uh when you ask james like is ranked six is that like oh. coaches vote a six i think media three or four i can't remember i i'm like it could be lower if we didn't hit on vidlak because after 
your quarterback questions, like all points are moot. Um, if we don't have a better quarterback than we did last year, yeah, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, that, that's really <laughs> troublesome. And then I think uh, Mike, your point about the D line is spot on. When I look at the roster, like Hank Noose. Alex Gubner, these are names everyone should know by now, right? Um, but then, like, you know, Kellen Dietrich, he's played. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't think he's That's played it. much. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's they moved a 228-pound linebacker to D-line. <laughs> Wyatt Wagner never played. Yeah. But, like, I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. Unless there's people that are going to play this fall that aren't on this roster yet. Well, so, I mean, I mean tough so after. we did add the UCLA guy. Um, uh, da, 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 I'm blanking his name out, but he's a senior. Like, he's a he's a one and done for us. Uh, D-end. Um, that, I, I've, I've heard good stuff in terms of, like, weight room reports, numbers, and strength from a handful of guys uh, direct from coaches actually at that QB club scramble. Now, whether that translates into being able to excel at a top notch in an FCS program during a season, we'll just have to see. But so yeah. we have 18 linebackers and 10 defensive linemen. <laughs> and one of those defensive linemen, legit, the, this Wyatt Wagner, I, I know him a little bit. Yeah. He was a wide receiver recruit <laughs> out of high school. Well, honestly. And like now, and he's 220 pounds. And playing D line, he's not a legitimate defensive line. No, he's not. Yeah, really. maybe yeah, no, no, no. it will be. Yeah, I mean, they not moved this, him for a reason. Not this but, season. Well, I think so it'll be nine. interesting to see what what uh, scheme we even run on defense, honestly. Because yeah. with Robbie graduating, you know, they got a chance to change that up, and we kind of ran a non traditional one. Um, we can't have any more with, than we can't three. go four three because we um, only have we have one real DT. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> That's true. So we will get into this more and more in our next episode, maybe a little bit today, but um, Ryan, do you have any good news for us out of Catland? Is what Ed gotten hired somewhere else? Yeah. Uh, vegan gone. You did, know? did MSU did, just did, fold their program? Did, did, did Tommy Montana decide to leave? Uh, I actually want Cole Sane got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have no comment on Cole Sane. Yeah. I was how, do you, how do you guys feel about Cole Sane? I'm just kind of curious. I, I want to know, just from a Bobcat's outside perspective, could you kick the tires of our program um, over the last two years? Because I, I feel like this can't be no, all bad because we have a win against MSU in the last two years, but MSU's only lost to us in conference. And really, I mean, uh, us beating them, you know, got them on track and propelled them to their greatest season ever. True. So yep. you're welcome. Yeah. First yeah. Of all. yeah. Yeah. That's true. Matt McKay probably doesn't do the same thing in 2022 that Tommy Watt ends up doing. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Tyler Neal thinks Matt McKay is a pro quarterback. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had a good year at Elon. That doesn't really mean he's an NFL QB. But uh, yeah, we were there. Yeah. We remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot to say about Matt McKay, but I don't <laughs> I don't know. I think the I think the Grizz are still a really good program. Like I don't see it being any sort of the wheels are coming off or anything like that. I think they're still, I mean they're still making runs into the playoffs. They're still winning playoff games. Even the last year, debatable debatable whether they should have had a playoff game in the first place. They still won it. They still woke up in the second half and did the Grizz magic that they do. So that's right. I just you know there's still just some missing pieces. I think that the Grizz can get there. I think the Grizz are still one of the premier programs in the FCS, and I don't think there's anything to really worry too much about just yet but i also uh didn't think that rob ash should have been fired so 
Maybe maybe I hold on to things that are like bad for too long. So oh, interesting. <laughs> maybe it's like I'm like, that's not so bad. Maybe it's worse. Maybe it's worse than I think. But I, I don't. As a true honest opinion, like I don't think the Grizzlies are in a bad spot at all. I don't think they're in a bad spot by any stretch. But it's like it feels like as a program and a fan base, we've been waiting for like that next yeah. step. Yeah. You know, this year they regressed a, a, a one game in the postseason. Previous two full seasons, they've been in the final eight, which is which is for any other program good. And this is something that um, we talked about a little bit online. But you know, you've got people out there talking about mediocrity, and like pretty much every other program in the FCS, save would you love, guys right now, love that kind of South mediocrity. Dakota State, North Dakota State, <laughs> yeah. maybe Eastern would love that mediocrity. Yeah. So it's like it's a weird expectation yeah. place. It is. I mean, I will say that the Grizz are no longer like the feared program in the big sky. So that's definitely a change from how it was at least, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But yeah. they have the absolutely the ability to be that again. So yeah. I just don't know is don't Bobby think... Hawk the guy to do that again is the real question. That's yes. still, still waiting to see. Sac State is 16-0 and in conference in the last two years. Troy Taylor 16-1. <laughs> and, uh, and no longer there. And Exactly. The cats are fifteen and one in the last two years. You're welcome. <laughs> but like, and then and then we outside the big sky, you look at you know programs like NDSU, you know SDSU. James Madison is gone, right? But forever they were sort of a standard bearer on the East Coast. Um, it just seems like there's like this echelon. There's this slice of cake that the Grizz are no longer a part of. Mm-hmm. Like, we're in that next layer. Sure. It kind of hurts to hear you say that, and it was like, two years ago, I would really push back on you and be like, no, 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 you, we're, you're, you're kind of grading in a way that's not fair because the expectations maybe are unrealistic, but it, I, the program needs to prove that they can do it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what you're getting at when you say yeah. they're, you're not a feared program anymore. No, but... You're, are you a quarterback away? I, I don't know. But it's uh, you can get there again. That's what I think about the Grizz. They can absolutely regain that, but you still have to prove it, like you said. It's all talk until it transpires on the field. That's a good point, too, because I think – and it's maybe that's like it's it's not as bad as some think, but maybe not as, as good as you should expect it to be kind of thing because I can kind of think of a couple other programs where it's not just a quarterback away where they're going to like bounce back, you know? And so you look at programs, I mean, we'll just have to see, but like Sacramento state loses their head coach. Obviously they promote DC, but then they have all their skill guys either graduate or transfer out. I mean, that program could sink back to how we expect them for a long time. And they're not just sitting there thinking, well, we just need one more guy in the piece that, you know, so there's really, there's, Maybe two. There's two. Weber and Eastern Connors that maybe you know, like I feel like Weber is a team that definitely that you know if they had a quarterback in the last few years. But it's just like there's not a lot of schools that can say that where you're like a guy or two or a piece or two away, mm-hmm. or just a, a tweak or a change, <clears throat> maybe systematically, um, and you're back in it. So yeah, where others it's you're hot and then you're ice cold again for a long time. Do you guys like the three three five? I don't. I don't know. I don't think we. I don't think we have fast enough linebackers to play it. You see a lot of folks yeah. say like, "Well, TCU ran, you know, yeah, the three five and, State. Yep. and and I'm like, yeah, but we have 
TCU was in the national title game last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, so I just like, but no, not saying it like defending it, but just like they, that, they bring a level of talent in that. Exactly. People yeah. point to that as like the example, and I'm like, we're not that. Yeah. You need really, really, really uh, fast linebackers to do it well. Sure. And I just don't know that we have that sort of speed at the FCS level. I'm with you. So I, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, TCU also got boat raced. <laughs> true. Yeah. I know. But, I mean, Georgia kind of so that just The question is, is the three three five easy to expose for right teams who can figure it out? Well, clearly. Yeah, I mean, it's coming from a, <laughs> that, but, a fan of a team that's yeah. exposed it pretty consistently the last several years. But And that was the thing. It wasn't even – it wasn't just like – that's not just like a rivalry dig. I mean, like after the game, I think was it uh, Tommy was like, "Yeah, we knew their system isn't gap sound, um, yeah. and it doesn't account for the quarterback." And we've saw this. We talked about this on the pod the last few years. Is that both Eastern Washington when they uh, um, not last year but prior years uh, with their pass attack was able to exploit holes in the three three five. And then we see run heavy where you have to. We the three three five does not seem to have someone accounting for a mobile quarterback, and um, we saw that consistently as well too. It, and it, it kind of it always seemed to get us. So yeah, you can you can go on like Willie the Bronco too. You know the YouTube page yeah. that shows all the FCS games. Yeah, and just watch you know MSU UM pause the frame right before the ball's hiked. And then just draw a line straight down the quarterback and center and nose tackle. And then you just count the defenders on one side of the ball and on, on either side of the ball and then say, all right, well, they're going to run to the <laughs> the side that's even or opposite because Tommy Malott just has to break one tackle. Mm-hmm. And he's so dynamic as a runner that I'll take Malott over – you know, a linebacker having to try to arm tackle that guy. And, you know, at the FBS level, your linebackers are faster and they're probably more talented. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's more of a neutral situation. But Malad is is an exceptional athlete. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing about Montana State's system is you can get plenty of guys that are good athletes at quarterback that can't really throw. That's why they're not in the FBS. You don't really need to throw. Right. If you're running this system that Montana State's running, so there's always going to be a healthy bunch of guys that can just run the ball and throw it a little bit. Yeah, I mean Chris Murray a couple of years ago, prime example of that. <laughs> Guy could run all over the place, but he can hit the broad side of a barn. And it's not just Malad; it's Chambers too. Yeah, like geez, that guy comes in and you're like, yep. And there's another kid on the roster, a freshman who's supposed to be better at passing, but also still has that elusive speed. So. Wow. Oh. All right, a couple years away. Fuck the, <laughs> fuck the cats. No, <laughs> we said we were going to talk about you guys. And here I am. <laughs> um, I have to pile. Let's talk about something we can all we can all agree on. Um, Troy Anderson got some good good coverage this week. There was a great article about him on the Falcons website Thanks, and yeah. kind of picked up. And we are you know on the record multiple times of saying that Troy Anderson was our favorite Bobcat when he played for the Bobcats, and I think he's he's one of those guys that kind of has that. Montana guy, you just can't mm-hmm. not pull for him. And we've talked about this a little bit, kind of even in the Big Sky Conference as a whole. Sometimes where once a player, unless you really hated him, makes the NFL or the pros from Big Sky Conference, you kind of tend to pull for him oh, because yeah. it's like you like seeing that, yeah. you know. And it was like, um, you know, the Grizz went through that era a while back with the guys like Reynolds and Mariani. But yep. um, uh, Troy is 
he's legit. He actually did better last year than I expected as far as transitioning goes. I didn't think he'd start last year. Yeah. I went, we actually went on to Atlanta Falcons podcast. I don't know if they reached out to us. I think they did, but they're asking a lot about him when they drafted him, and I, we gave him our honest opinion. Like, he's raw. He's going to be probably the best athlete you'll see, for a long, at least on defense in, in some ways, but I don't think he's ready to play just yet. But he might work his way into the starting spot at the end of the season, but he did. And he's starting alongside an Idaho linebacker, which is kind of funny. Caden Ellis is. Oh, Ellis. Yeah. So we've got a couple of big sky linebackers back there. But I think he's going to be a, he's still going to be a work in progress. But as long as the Falcons are okay with that, I think he could certainly be a, you know, top 15 linebacker in the NFL. The Falcons are a work in progress, so they should be. Exactly. <laughs> if, if, if there's any team to be on that's going to give you the time to develop. It's the Falcons. So much of that is like if you don't, if you're not showing your stuff in your first or second year in the NFL, like you're just gone. That's just that's not always the case though. Yeah, yeah. Cut ties too early, and if, if Troy will get his time and uh, the team will let him develop, I think he'll be a solid player. Did Ty Okada end up on the roster? He's with the Seahawks practice squad still okay. right now. Okay. Okay. That guy had unreal combine numbers. Heat. Coming in from his freshman year to his senior year, he went from like scrawny guy, and he's just like. We saw him down in Frisco. Like, he's just yoked. Huh. And he's, he's athletic as hell. He went from just like a wow. – I mean, he's just a chip-on-his-shoulder guy from – he was a walk-on. you got to love that. An out-of-state walk-on, too. Like, why hmm. – we, we need to ask him, like, what even made you come to Montana State? Like, why do you walk on an out-of-state program like that? So, it was, it was pretty cool. It was a good program. Uh, he was a great guy, and uh, we hope he does well in the NFL, too. But I can't really imagine him sticking around, but – yeah. Just the fact that he's on a practice squad is pretty awesome. Like, dudes get on practice squads. You don't. You're not a scrub if you're even on the roster for like four days. <laughs> in right. Practice squad. Right. Practice squad. I mean, that's a good spot to build up from. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I don't know. I think I'm, as an NFL fan, I can think of guys that came up through like uh, teams I like Packers or other teams. Ever, I think everyone probably has stories of practice squad guys that elevate and, and get there and all of a sudden have their big break or whatever. So, yeah. Who's this year's Hard Knocks? It's the Jets. It's the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> Rodgers and Wilson. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was hoping it would be a team that I was kind of pulling for. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, as a Packer fan, I, I just hope Aaron Rodgers plays 60% of his snaps and the Jets have a terrible season. Because then we get a first-round pick instead of a second-round pick. So, yeah. Is it tied to that? Uh, yeah, he has to play more than 60% of his snaps, and the pick goes from a second round to a first round. Okay. So so then, obviously, if they win the Super Bowl or whatever, um, we're going to get, you know, the last pick in the draft, in the first round, which I guess that would be fine. You'd have two. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, it would be, uh, be kind of entertaining. I'm not banking it based on the way they're building that roster now over there in New York for one season, but you never know, I guess. <laughs> and the Packers, they play. They don't play the Jets. They do not. They play the Giants, though. They play the Giants. Okay. Play the Raiders uh, two days before my birthday in Vegas. I might go. Hell yeah. You shouldn't go. Right? Like, it's too close James not to I went to, to the Niners in Vegas, and it was awesome. Fans weren't. No, I mean, well, I mean, they... They're a road game. I mean, like there are there are plenty of Raiders fans there, but yeah. my impression is that every home Raiders game in Vegas is very much a yeah. invitation to the opposing teams yeah. to come as well. I mean, that was the whole reason they wanted to go there. <laughs> Always fill up a stadium some way. Yeah, <laughs> that stadium's incredible, though. Is it? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, cut the the. <laughs> 
maybe a good transition. Caught the Pac-12 title game there. Oh. Uh, Utah versus USC. Is that where the Rebels play? They still they do them? now. I think they, they do, do now. now. Yeah. Oh. Um, and how is that program not good? That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Pac-12. Um, nothing Pac-12? really exciting's happening there. Off season, it's been kind of quiet. Yeah, super quiet. <laughs> in the Pac-12. How many teams are left? Oh, four. 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 What? Stanford, Cal, Wazoo, OSU. And and so, starting 2024. 20, this is the last year of Pac-12. The last season, it's crazy. So the the, are they going to then have to... This is something I don't follow as much as probably any of you. Are they going to have to siphon off teams from like the Mountain West? Or are they just going to go tits up oh, no. and move on? I, Thorny, Thorny does some work on this. So he, I mean, he, he, or um, research on this. So I'm going to let him answer but. They're going to have to get over their, I hate to say egos, but egos, because the Pac-12 has always kind of held themselves to this standard of only certain programs can be here. And a couple of the teams that are left, Cal and Stanford, you know, academically aren't going to want to mix with anybody. Yeah, (laughs) like any of them. So I don't know. You've been reading about it a little bit. I don't know. It's it's a... I mean, I think the pack's toast. I don't think they're going to be around in any form. I think probably Stanford and Cal probably go independent would be my guess because they can do that. Maybe maybe they form some sort of weird three-conference thing with, North, or with Notre Dame. Why not? No. <laughs> some sort of weird thing, alliance. But I don't know. They're, I think they're toast. I think most likely there'll be some sort of merger between the Mountain West and the Pack 4 that does not include Stanford. <laughs> Maybe it includes Cal. Stanford, I think, doesn't want anything to do with anything, if I had to guess. And they can they can survive. There's no reason Stanford can't be Notre Dame of the West. Oh Coast. yeah, no, sure. I, I believe Stanford's got a brand that they could be an. They have so many championships and like quality athletic programs there. It's, it's insane. but they got to find out. And we kind of talked about this. They got to find a, a home for all their other sports. Is that because Notre Dame yeah. is in the ACC, right? Mm-hmm. For everything they are. but football. Okay. They are. Yeah. So do they join the Mountain West and everything, but football yeah i could see that or do we by 2025 or 2026 see similar to what boise state did when they were in the big east where all their other sports were in a different conference like i have to think that some of these like some of these schools that were the pac-12 but now are these other places aren't going to want to have their you know tennis team traveling to the east coast multiple times you know the classic stanford Maryland cross country trip. Yeah. <laughs> what a rivalry. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like your, your, road, your road trip weekend is Tennis Maryland game. and Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michigan State, Maryland. Yeah. That's going to be fascinating to see what happens. I mean, uh, and of course, uh, well, then the other thing as well, too, right? The uh, NCAA, uh, the, the move up fee changed. Oh, that's to right. A big, big, big. It went number. from like. Several hundred thousand dollars, like fifteen million or something. Millions. Like yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. They're like, stop moving up, you stupid FCS programs. There's well, it's because <laughs> there's a couple teams that want... are being smart about it and haven't. Yeah. Montana State, us, NDSU, the Dakotas. You know, so and that and then there's been a whole shit ton of teams that have moved up. Like James Madison, probably legitimately. That fine. was a good one. Sam Houston State has no business. Moving on. Or Texas State. You know, Texas yeah. State. UMass. I mean, I guess like maybe Coastal Carolina did okay at first. but I, mean, I was pretty shocked when they moved up. Yeah. Because they didn't look like a program that had any FBS <laughs> it was, abilities about them. It was 5,000 to 5 million. They, yeah. It was a 1,000x <laughs> Yeah, I knew, I knew it was from the thousands <laughs> to the millions. 
God. I've also heard that's really not a barrier for anybody still. But I mean, it would it would be a barrier for UMMSU. Well, well it'd be a barrier for UM. I don't know about MSU. <laughs> well, I actually think that, that you, Nick Faldo money. Yeah. If you go to a place like <laughs> Nick Faldo, move like up if, if if the Mountain West gets raided, not not merged, but gets raided, and they need schools, they'll find a way to figure it out. You think Mountain West will pony up some money to help? Well, I think maybe a combination of that, and I could see the NCAA kind of being like. We okay. have to preserve. A Hold Western on, we've conference. got to preserve some level of this because they're in danger of losing the West Coast. I know, and like I know, it's kind of people are kind of like, well, but all this stuff, you know, because there's so much more density on the eastern side of the country. But it's like yeah. they can't, they can't only have whatever remnants of the Pac-12 and the Mountain West merging and the Big Sky Conference in. In the entire western half of the United States, like right. that just seems like a bad set. Maybe they can. I don't know. Well, they got USC and UCLA, so that's a big chunk of the yeah. <laughs> but now, but now watching. half their games are going to be playing in East Coast time zone. Yeah, yeah, true. It's true. So, and if you know, if one of them's trash, like UCLA hasn't been that great of late. Like I don't know. Like you got to think about the evening ratings and stuff yeah you think so, like a yeah. fan of like Rutgers or Maryland is going to stay up till 3am watching the 8pm kickoff at USC <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so yeah no. they're going to have to gonna, <laughs> if they want to now I guess yeah betters have changed TV ratings though oh yeah sure. people yeah. will stay up late if they got a oh, bet on for sure game. yeah for sure for sure I, I don't quite understand how and what you're if you've probably listened, if you've ever listened to a couple of these, I'm the dumbest person on this podcast. So they have to explain a lot of things to me about the real world. It's um, not true. He's a facilitator. But <laughs> thank you, Michael. <laughs> the sparking conversation. <laughs> and Mike's so damn inclusive. <laughs> Tell your like, friends. Everyone says, oh, if you move up, like if the Grizz and the, and the Cats were to move up. Uh, the money is so much better. Like, right? There's like the TV money. Mm-hmm. Isn't it just the same amount of eyeballs watching the same fan? Like, isn't the same fan bases just watching the same football? No one else is going to tune in to watch a Grizz game, right? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a good question. But you know, if you're playing like Wyoming and stuff, or in Colorado State or Boise State, in like Boise, like there's going to be more people watching that game than. Grizz playing Northern Colorado, yeah. but isn't the total money worse? Because even though there's more opponent fans watching us, there's fewer of us watching them. Maybe, but there's also like with each level that you climb, that the TV ratings get better simply because people will watch a level of football with the D1 label, even though we are D1. And they don't give the same respect to FCS. So, I mean, like, it's a little bit better, but I get okay. what you're saying. So, well, like, let me ask you this the same amount of eyeballs watching Oregon, how come they're worth twice as much in a different conference now? Like, Oregon just got triple there what they're going to get from the Pac 12. What changed about Oregon? Nothing. <laughs> same fan base. Well, the Pac 12 just failed to get a TV yeah. contract for the last yeah. decade. Yeah. But even just changing conferences, not even alone entire divisions of football, got them extra. Forty million dollars, or whatever it is, thirty million. I guess they're only getting half of the share, so they're getting thirty million. But is it that'll a, eventually be a full share? Is it a function of just having TV slots, like time? You know, you know, like you'll be on ESPN. You get now. the better slots, sure. But you know, I think 
especially going back to what we were talking about about like just like what happens to some of these conferences and fall out. And I I'm really mixed on the idea of the Grizz and the Cats moving up and especially what is college football even becoming and what are you playing for? But um, the uh, the <laughs> we're getting hand signals on bad beer rating. But um, oh, that's I actually was? think that there is. <laughs> talking about FBS. Yeah, yeah. Thumbs upping for yeah. Thumbs the, down to a new taste. The TV, <laughs> I, I think that there is a a niche market that they could build for a Mountain West that includes Montana and Montana State. Yeah. Like I actually think that the our two programs could be part of something that's like, hey, that's a legitimate, you know, second level top tier football conference. Those are flagship universities in their state. Um, you know, and I think that you could build a novelty kind of TV level, which is the same thing the MAC has done. The same, frankly, it's what the Mountain West Conference TV contract has been. Yeah. You know, it's like filling that football need beyond the biggest of the big. Yeah, they have that weird CBS like late yeah. kickoff thing. Do you think they'll have to negotiate on the other sports? Like, could all the other UM sports stay? In the big sky and just have football leave. Aren't the Grizz pretty much doing most of the sports the Mountain West is doing anyway, like women's soccer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the Grizz line up pretty well. Um, they have to. Have it could be a I mean, hybrid. Could. Idaho, West. Idaho for a while was all sports but football in the big sky, but they'd have to. The program, the presidents would have to be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, UC Davis is football only in the big sky. Yeah, so, so is so, Cal Poly. Yeah. yeah. So we have an example right in our own conference. Yeah. Are they Big West? Is that what the rest of this is? That's what it is. Yeah, because, again, sports, yeah. because they just, all the other sports, they just, there's no need for them to be traveling to Montana. So uh, Mountain West media money only, $2.9 million per school. Yeah, it's not much. Montana, Montana State, total revenue of football last year within $200,000 of each other was $11.4 million. Mm. So your media money would add. 25% of your revenue. And what was the media money for the Big Sky teams? <laughs> 10000 <000? laughs> <laughs> lucrative ESPN Plus. Yeah. Yeah. They basically just have GoPros on people in the fans. <laughs> in the stands. <laughs> I don't even know. Much, yeah. Let's see what Google... T- I, Google doesn't even tell but me. But it does. Like, all this movement... And, it, like... I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Congress and the federal government thinks about college football. And there's one argument that says they're going to stay the hell out of it, which is probably true. But there's a lot of teams and states that are feeling like they're getting left behind. There's there's probably an antitrust thing angle in there where it's like they're operating as the NCAA, but you know it's all about haves and have-nots. And which is, I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if this conversation reaches there. How much control do we think the NCAA has over these like giant schools? Well, none. That's what people keep waiting for so football to just up and leave. Yeah, I mean, I give. I was actually thinking about that today or yesterday. Like, I actually give the NCAA huge props for keeping the ship as fair as they did for as long as they did. Yeah. Yes, like all these years, thinking NCAA is you know incompetent. They, I think, they did a good job of not having this happen earlier because this is, I guess, kind of the end game of it. But. but this is why I just think that I wish that it would just speed up and that football would figure out that. Those big dogs are going to go do their own thing so that the NCAA can hold intact some of these regional conferences for all of their sports. And just be like, hey, we, we, we don't do FBS football anymore. It's its own league, you know. So Semi-pro. then they still oversee, you know, what would be the remaining mm. 
FBS D1, which is like Mountain West level and lower, mm-hmm. Mac and Conference USA. And, because that's that's where this is going. The SEC, not the Pac-12 anymore, the Big 12, <laughs> the Big four. 10, you know, like there's no reason for those programs to share anything with no. any other football program. I mean, it's like the Big 10 is like the NFC and the SEC is the AFC. Yeah. And yeah. then nothing else matters. I can, I can never have envisioned a world of college football where like Florida State and Miami are completely irrelevant. But that's where they are. They're not even anywhere near that. They're stupid. What, 2036 is how long their contract is locked in with ESPN? Holy cow. They signed some stupid Seriously. like 18-year thing why a couple years ago. An 18-year and that's why the ACC is having a, a huge problem right now because they're all locked into this stupid contract. They can't get out of it. So Florida State is like which is finding like a bank to like start bank like yeah I don't even if understand they could have, if if teams in the ACC could have gotten out of it the Pac-12 might still be alive exactly today. yeah because it would have made a lot more sense for like yeah. Florida and Florida State to be part of the SEC for I don't instance. think I really don't think yeah. the schools in the Pac-12 wanted to leave I just felt like they Florida had been, yeah. no choice at that point yeah. yeah I don't blame Washington and Oregon I, I, I hate it I hate it to the bone. But with the media deal that's presented to them and the money that is out there, yeah. well, once all they had to do is like make UCLA a phone call left. and like triple their revenue. Like, yeah. <laughs> and that's the name of the game in athletics, especially. Yeah. Which I hate also. I want someone to go in intentionally and figure out like a relegation system like they have in <laughs> soccer. I love that. <clears throat> I think it's a great idea, but I just think the. <laughs> the athletic departments are too dependent on revenue. You can't have like thirty million one year and then ten million the next year. Like, what do you need to do with the rest of the sports? It's not just one sport. Soccer is one sport. This is entire athletic programs that are counting on that money. Unless you can somehow narrow that down to football only problems. Like the football program now only has ten million dollars instead of thirty right. million dollars. Yeah, but that's what it is in soccer, right? The big teams get that huge money. The Premier League and the I don't understand all that. Crap. Yeah. But <laughs> I watched a YouTube video on it one time and it kind of clicked oh. for five seconds and I forgot it. But. I learned everything about that from Ted Lasso. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why the show is so popular because he is every American trying to figure out what's happening there. <laughs> like, I didn't realize, I learned on Ted Lasso that the f- their fields aren't even the same size. I didn't know that. I thought there was a regulation size field, but no, there's not. But that's like baseball, I guess. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. Yeah, the pit- I mean, the nets are the same size, but the pitches can be. Variants. I guess I have to sizes. watch it. But then you know. bring up baseball because, like, it's if you stop and think about it, it's really odd that all these yeah, outfields right? baseball. I never thought about it until territory. that Ted Lasso thing. I'm like, well, yeah, how come like Baltimore has this size of home run field and then the Boston has that huge wall? <laughs> like, what, I what think it's happening? I think it's super cool. I think we should do it with ball sports. <laughs> like have it like yeah, the the games, games, like seven yards away. Yards. <laughs> the uprights are in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never make a field goal in Missoula because it's this big. <laughs> Put it right at the mouth of the Hellgate Canyon. So you're kicking into the wind all the time. Oh, man. Interesting. The college, lands- the college football landscape in the next few years is just going to be fascinating to watch. I think it feels like because like what we're headed into feels like really clunky and disjointed yeah like i mean like one of my well uh kyle regular guest here on the pod he's a big sc guy actually went to that title game with him i mean i just i don't know i i just i can't imagine you know you're probably excited about michigan and ohio state and you know maybe wisconsin and iowa type games but you're not excited about playing Rutgers. Or, you know, um, just some of these, you know, so stuff like that it's, and, and the travel schedule and then the, the weird times of day where same thing. Like if you're if you're uh, 
living in the West Coast and you want to get up and watch and like Oregon's playing a 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. kickoff against Maryland, you know, you're up at seven in the morning, eight in the morning to watch a game, you know, and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think, I think it feels, it feels clunky, but like what that next step is going to be, I don't really trust the NCAA to stick the landing on it and create, if it's creating like a a super conference and then everybody else kind of thing or what, but, uh, I think the conferences are going to start kicking out members next. Yeah. Like, what is Vanderbilt doing in a... 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Or Missouri. The SEC even as well. Like, there are some programs in these conferences that... Yeah. What are you doing? Your Florida State's right here, and I got Vanderbilt in my conference? Yep. Can I just swap? Yeah. (laughs) What's stopping that? That's that's They'll go to the ACC, and then we'll offer you a three-for-one trade. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Like like draft day trades. You hear the little ESPN chime. (laughs) Look, your conference is secure. (laughs) It's fine. It's never going to be as good as ours, but hey, it wasn't going to be anyway. (laughs) The SEC has traded Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky for Florida State and Miami. (laughs) So if if football, FBS football, or, you know, like these mega conference – conferences leave the NCAA <clears throat> will they just start their own regulating agency that applies rules much similar to the NCAA's in theory yeah I would I, that's way beyond my comprehension I haven't thought that far yeah ahead. I mean just but I mean just like any other professional sports league yeah. hate to say the word professional I, but I mean I want if that happens I want there to be player trades as long as there's like an academic landing oh spot <laughs> there basically is with the NIL basically trading yeah right I mean. and but at schools that size there's got to be very similar like programs right you're like yeah. everyone's got communications everyone's got you know business because yeah. yeah. that'd be cool I would <laughs> I I would like to trade yeah, for I'm Brody Greeby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you guys Asher Croy back and um, <laughs> we'll take the pride of Melstone Brody Greeby. <laughs> I love that guy. What's it going to take for us to get Taco Dollar in a trade? Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Junior Bergen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, God. Ooh. Never mind. Similar <laughs> players in a way. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, yeah. 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 Junior's a bit more proven, but Taco's got a big upside. But he's going to be out all year, I think. Does, yeah, I does Taco sell Jeeps, too? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I hope he sells tacos. That would, that's, that's an the NIL natural fit right deal there. waiting to happen. And now Taco Tuesday is finally open for that's public right. use. Taco John's finally got sued out of it. <laughs> or the threat of a lawsuit out of it, anyway. Right. <laughs> Rip, rip Taco Tuesday at Taco uh, John's, my all-time favorite fast food joint. Did you guys read? Um, or did you guys read that brief from Taco Bell about like the patent of Taco Tuesday? Mm-hmm. It was really funny. Um, we should we should tweet it out. But it was like <laughs> tweet it. Out. It was like not being able to say Taco Tuesday is like an assault on freedom. It was like, like a, the lawyer who wrote that or the team of lawyers had a lot of fun. The lawyer knew the moment they had here. Like, yeah. hey, they're like, um, now everybody this, can we live We are a Moss. giant corporation and there's a rare opportunity for people to be on our side. Let's go. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Let's fight this evil fast food joint that's half our size. Come on, let's get him. <laughs> Well, interesting times ahead in the college football landscape, I think, where Montana, Montana State, it really feels like we're we're probably staying where we are. It's fun to talk. In my opinion, it's fun to talk move up and everything. Yeah. 
But I think, like, there was an article, I, like, December of 22, uh, like, uh, that pointed out that Montana, Montana State's operating budget right now is $17 million less than the lowest in the Mountain West right now. Wow. And so, like, the, okay, so, so the TV money gets you three more. Yep. So then where's your other 14 coming from? Unless the Mountain West now has Washington State and, like, Stanford or Cal yeah. or the Mountain West will get a bit more TV money. Yeah, yeah. So and like, if we can somehow weasel our way into that conference. So that's, like, they add that in. Now you're maybe five mil or something. And, yeah, I mean, but that's – and that's the other thing, I think, because, like, um, Andrew Schmitz tweeted a lot about this, like, the Snowbell thing. It's, like, really fun to, like – Look at that, because it'd be it'd be a blast of a conference. But it'd I be think a blast of an FCS conference. It'd be a blast, yeah, it'd be a hell of an. Well, I mean, that's probably the only spot where it makes the most amount of sense, because at the FCS level, for the most part, <clears throat> uh, competition is a little bit more front and center than just money when it comes to some decisions and stuff. It feels like, uh, because like these big conferences, it's it's TV share, it's revenue, and so when like the attractiveness of a the state of Montana's viewing audience and the Dakota's viewing audience, it's not there. Like, no. cause we're just, we're small media markets and that's like then. So like conferences, yeah. Adding in, you know, like Idaho to Washington state, to you know, obviously Oregon state and Corvallis just South of Portland a little bit, just kind of some of these in the Bay area, those types of things. Like you're adding millions of eyes instead of, you know, 40 to 50,000. So and that's kind of where I yeah. think Montana, Montana State probably get left out from any big time stuff. Cause, yeah. Because it's like, what's the TV market? Yeah. Like, what's the point? Sure, they got great fan bases, grand tradition, great tradition, and the good stadiums, right? The yeah. Facilities. They're for fun it. to look yeah. at it on TV. Like the camera, the crowd looks good on TV and all that, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because <laughs> your population base is like 100,000 people. Right. <laughs> yeah. And well, and like Thorny, you said earlier too, it's like, I think. I mean, and maybe it's unfair, but like I think about you turn on the TV and you scroll like on on a regular Saturday and you're scrolling through games when your team's not playing and there's teams you're going to watch if it's a top 25 matchup yep. or just teams you follow. And I'm just like, if I'm rolling through the thing and I see uh, Akron is playing, I'm not going to stop and watch that damn game. And I would assume most people as they're rolling through, if they see Montana, Montana State, uh, hell, even Idaho as well too. And some of those are just just gonna be like, okay, I'm, I'm not. Unless you're watch also that. an FCS fan, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll watch. I watch more FCS football than I do FBS football. But I know yeah, I'm like I not yeah. that. My demographic that doesn't move anything. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I like watching like I'll watch like South Dakota State, Northern Iowa, sure, over like Tennessee and Clemson because I oh, don't no. care about Tennessee and Clemson. Yeah. I care about South Dakota State, Northern Iowa. Because I'm weird. <laughs> I mean, grew up in Montana. Like, there's, curse. No, there's no FBS. Like, I never got attached to any FBS school growing up. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. I just like FCS football. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens out there. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 you kind of been waiting for a couple years for the shoes to start dropping. Yeah. But I think, like, the thing that, like, on the horizon that just kind of bums you like like you hear about this a lot with the big sky because it's like it used to be like idaho obviously they're back but you had nevada you had you had boise state and i mean it was just it, and now it's like in a few years you know we might be looking at rivals of tarleton state or utah tech or csu pueblo and stuff <laughs> like this and it's like you just kind of it's like this like weird spot that we're in where it's like we aren't a big enough media market and we don't have the budget to probably successfully make a step up at our current state 
but then it's like pretty soon we're just going to be we're going to be like playing a whole bunch of formerly D2 schools in little teeny tiny towns and stuff like that so just like what that looks like and where it goes I don't know so yeah, I don't I, <laughs> yeah. all I know is I'm just tired of being in a conference with like school like Northern Colorado that'd be like Ohio so, State being in a conference with like Akron which, which it doesn't make any sense. sense we sit here and we, we you know kind of talk about all this stuff they're doing at that level and we're kind of judging it but at the same time it's like we have been we have had the exact same opinion commiserate with our level for years mm-hmm. yep. like I've said it so many times on this pod like there are so many teams in our conference that what are we doing yeah there's so many teams in this level of football like what are we doing there's, so, there's like an entire conference that doesn't even have scholarships like why are we in the same why do they get football? a playoff berth yeah, there's teams that they're like, <laughs> like I'm not yeah. even doing. There's two, like multiple conferences that don't even compete in the playoffs because they don't care. They have their own thing. Yeah, like I, it's a weird. FCS is weird. It's it's great for what it is, but is that where we want to be? Is is the ultimate question? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why I get intrigued by some of the other mm-hmm. stuff. I always, more so than I used to. And plus, basketball side of it, that's always the big. Yes, part. I want to be in a basketball conference that sends three teams to the March Madness. That's sweet. Yep. Instead of like, maybe we'll get a 14 seed if we're lucky. Well, and there, <laughs> we and that, smoked. And I mean, that's another big thing because you talk about money. Because like NCAA tournament money, and then as you win more rounds for the conference, San Diego State Mountain West sick. Conference. But yeah. I'll tell you, like, oh. money, money. UM and MSU, Missoula and Bozeman have all takes to be just great mid major basketball towns. Yeah. Like, both have legitimate airports right there, which I know that shocks people, but that's that's more than you could say about like half of the NCAA basketball teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know that's half the battle as far as like family getting there to watch their their kids play mm-hmm. and being able to travel in and travel out. I mean, like, I, if you were looking at something from basketball, Montana and Montana State are in some ways they're more attractive than football because it, it's less determined on the TV market and a little bit more determined in my mind on yep. can you build a conference where there are fun games and rivalries yep. where the schools can compete. Yep. Are Montana, Montana State, the two teams most likely to leave the Big Sky Conference? I don't think so. I think Down California in, schools. You think it's Sac Davis, Sac Davis, Portland's broke because Portland would kill for anything. But think about this: <laughs> think if we lost the California teams, who the hell did we bring in? Tarleton State. Yeah, like, we're going to bring. Or you in, know what? Maybe we don't. Like what is wrong at the FCS Shrink level of being yeah. true? You know, it'd be nice to play everybody. In the play everybody every year. year, and I know basketball—that's less ideal, and that's part of the conversation. But yeah, and I've heard that from a lot of Mountain West people. If, if like if we get teams poached, like why do we even need to add more teams? Yeah. The Mountain West can be fine losing a couple teams and still have a, a good number right. of schools. Yeah, and the flip side is basketball. Maybe it's a unique opportunity for basketball teams to play a more. Um, out of conference heavy schedule it's like you shrink the conference season down a little bit you add say you shrink it by four games i don't know what the legality is on this but then you give every program in the school four more games to go play out of conference that's where more of their revenue comes but also it gives you an opportunity to to in my opinion maybe maybe build that out of conference reputation a little bit which helps it could also hurt. It where, could absolutely where you could have Idaho would, State would, yeah. booking. Well, I saw an article how much harder it is for mid-major programs to get like Power Five well, basketball teams in for out of conference. Like Stanford came to Missoula. That's never happening again. Oh no, I was because yeah, they, and they those said would they, all be road games. And they said they'd never come back again. Yeah, because they lost. Because <laughs> they lost. Yeah, but there's lots. Of, there's lots of examples. But if you're in a conference like the Mountain West or something, you could maybe get 
sure. a bigger school to come. You can maybe get like Maryland to come out for a game or something like that. So yeah. You know, some, you can't do that when you're in the Big Sky. So that's another yeah. out of conference basketball scheduling. Yeah, we're already scheduling. What was that like, West Valley? Christian what Yellowstone was that? Yellowstone Valley College. Oh yeah, college. It becomes like the annual. And it's got of. there's like fifty <laughs> people in the whole college or something. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> sixteen of them are on the basketball. And the basketball squad. team, like like all of them were like international students or something. Yeah, there was something crazy about that. Yvonne make basket. <laughs> if anyone knows a reference to that, Yvonne you beer. make basket. <laughs> Well, uh, let's do this. Let's that. uh that what? 90s great basketball movie, Eddie, with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. <laughs> oh. I've seen that movie. It's been a long and time. And Rick Fox. Yeah, he's yeah, Rick Fox. That's right. He's never <laughs> Well, uh, let's see here. We, you know, uh, so we've got some conference kind of news, preseason polls, preseason voting, whatnot. We good to hop there, or do we want to talk more about the Grizz and Cats not moving up? I think we're good. <laughs> uh, okay, so most people know, but uh, so we had coaches preseason poll. This I, I found the two polls kind of interesting because uh, so uh, Montana State one coaches UC Davis two Sac State three Weber State four Idaho five Montana six Eastern Portland Northern Arizona Northern Colorado Cal Poly Idaho State media poll goes a little different uh, Montana State also first but Idaho who the coaches said fifth the media throws second. Uh, Montana media says third, where coaches said sixth. And then they round out Sac State four, UC Davis five. Um, so media said five for Davis. Coaches said two for Davis. And then six for Weber State, hmm. uh, where coaches said four. And then the rest, the second half, kind of generally aligns. Um, I don't know if I've seen that much difference. No. I had kind of like a tongue-in-cheek, like, joke theory on this is that there's a little division of some coaching staffs amongst some of these schools where you've kind of got your old school guys and your new school guys and while they maybe respect each other they maybe don't respect like how they can run a program and don't think as highly of them or likewise penalize them for their thoughts on them and so um, <laughs> I mean did the coaches vote Montana 6 because a lot of them just don't like Bobby Houck. <laughs> or, uh, but I, I don't know. Or, you know, so like the media, I, so I think I, the media, the media poll, yeah, there. the media poll really followed kind of like what I would expect. Uh, the coaches' polls really surprised me. And, and the one that, the thing that seems kind of bizarre, especially to me, Montana sixth, um, I mean, I, I'm, you know, Montana State in both polls being first makes perfectly good sense to me based upon last two seasons and, and everyone they have returning and all that. But then just this disparity where, uh, UC Davis second with the coaches, you know, and then um, which I don't yeah. understand. But then their quarterback makes the uh, Peyton, not Peyton, uh, yeah, the Peyton watch list. UC Davis, yeah, who's their quarterback? I don't even know, but I think <laughs> I, I, mean, I saw UC Davis underperformed worse than Montana. Yeah, they went year. six and five. Yeah, and you know they did beat Idaho. Yeah, I mean, I guess they did beat Idaho. <laughs> That's true. So uh, it's just. There's a lot going on in Idaho at that moment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, I don't know. The, the, fascinating with the polls. I mean, and coaches, they see Sac State coaching, half their coaching staff leaves, and all their studs on their roster leave, and the coaches still vote them third. And one of them got a first-place vote, probably from Bobby Hawk. Well, first of all, I mean, <laughs> I don't think it comes as a surprise that I don't, I don't know how many of the vote? No. coaches are actually the ones filling out their ballots. 
I think it's the Fair. football SID staff at most schools that does it. Um, and that's even down the chain there. Especially beyond, like, maybe first place. It's like, you could absolutely see, like, hey, Bobby, who do you think is going to win the conference? The Cats, but you can't vote for the Cats. Yeah. That's, that's it. Sure. You know, vote for, vote for Bruce Barnum. So, so Vegan would have either voted for Davis or Sac State in the coach's poll. Who do you think you voted for, Thorny? Davis. I, I bet Davis, Davis. Did you guys play Davis last year? Yes. Sean Chambers ran for like 212 yards. <laughs> ran all over. Is he back Tommy Watt was hurt. Yeah. Yes. Shit. That's a good part. You got one guy hurt, and the other guy's doing the same thing. Just one of them's bigger than the other one. <laughs> yeah. That's why they're big cat and little cat, which is... Pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, sure, awesome to for it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's one word. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, that's media polls, coaches' polls. Uh, and then, so this is the other thing when you flip over the other side. And I guess technically probably all conference teams are probably – I don't know who votes on those. I bet it's not coaches, though. Uh, offensive MVP, Hayden Hatton. I think it's a pool of media people. Pool of media. Yeah. Offensive uh, MVP is Hayden Hatton, a wide receiver from, from Idaho. Idaho, yeah. which I can agree with. There's not, I, lot, there's not a lot of star I power can't. with like Scadaboo and all like just lots of guys yeah. left. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of stars in the in the Big Sky right now. Yeah, there will I, be. There there will all, be. Someone always emerges, but Alonzo Gilliam's gone. Scadaboo's gone. Like a lot of the normal names you'd expect. Marcus Knight. Yeah, Marcus Knight. <laughs> Twenty-two touchdowns. I say F on say. No, but uh, I I should have researched this. I can't remember the last time a wide receiver won. Preseason MVP. I mean, people probably like, oh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. I, don't, yeah. I don't know if Cooper had a preseason. I'm sure he probably he had, had a postseason. He had to by the time he was a senior. I was going to say, if he wasn't a senior, like, who yeah. was? Maybe only, he, yeah, maybe only one time, back. but. <laughs> yeah. Could be. What, what years did he play? I don't Is that like 12 to 16? All of the 2000s. <laughs> like the entire <laughs> yeah. window. He, he started in 2001, and I think he graduated just last year. Yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. I mean, he was there forever. <laughs> and he threw at least 30 touchdowns against Montana. He was like 2010 yes. 2016. <laughs> and yes, I said through because they always did the trick plays. Trick yes. plays. Always threw touchdowns. <laughs> it felt like. All right, so here's your first team offense. Giovanni McCoy, Idaho. Anthony Woods, Idaho. Hayden Hatton. Idaho, Jermaine Jackson, Idaho. How did they vote Idaho so low? <laughs> uh, Marcus Fulcher, Sacramento State. I don't know who that is, but he's their running back. Yeah, people are saying he's will be just fine after Scadaboo. Uh, some Sac State fans, the, the few I ran into online. So the only team with a fullback apparently, Montana State, got a kid Derek Snell in there. Uh, Last guy <laughs> Chisholm, uh, Eastern Washington wide receiver. Uh, Marshall Martin, tight end with Sac State. Blake Gobel with Eastern Washington. And then uh, we've got uh, Hunter McGinnis for the Grizz uh, as an O-line kid. Rush Reimer from Montana State gets it. Then we got a Sac State kid, a Weber kid. Uh, JT Reed uh, gets it, uh, one as well, too, from Montana State. Sean Chambers, the AP. I don't know. Was that all? I don't know. That's whatever. the Troy Anderson position. The Troy Anderson. That they traded okay, basically after Troy Anderson started playing quarterback. So, I mean, like, you look uh, at this. we got to make a new position here, boys. He's not a quarterback. <laughs> but, I mean, he's so, an all-purpose player, I think, is what AP stands for. So, I mean, we center pretty heavily. we got Montana, Montana State, Sac State, Idaho, a couple Davises, and an Eastern Washington. And, like, that's it uh, for offense, first team. Defense, uh, uh, Gubner, uh, then Sebastian Valdez with Montana State and Brody Greeby, who's being traded to Montana. Uh, I think Luke's <laughs> working on it right now, yeah. so we should just change that real quick. Uh, a D-line <laughs> kid, uh, Zach Kennedy from Davis. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, Eloy, Eloy 
Quaiti from Northern Arizona. Um, do you do any research ahead of time? Hell no, no. We got uh, says the guy who hasn't read anything about so, Big Sky Conference this offseason. Uh, so we got <laughs> linebackers. We got kid from Weaver, kid from Sack, kid Flying from line. Northern Colorado. Yeah, David Hogue. That guy's a stud. Uh, David Hogue. That's one guy I do know. <laughs> Levi Carroll, Montana's 37, uh, makes the list. And that's that's another one that kind of surprised me as making – not that I disagree because I love the kid, and uh, you hear a lot of the just players and the coaches saying great things about him, but he started zero games, right? Yeah, and he made some big plays. He so made some big plays, like, but it's just like – Kind of along the same lines as the Sac State running back where it's like – Maybe they feel like, hey, we've seen enough flashes of him that we believe in that offense he's going to put up. I could be. Because that's true. I also think it's like Montana's Montana's going to have a really good 37. Yeah. True. That helps. Yes, he was was voted the best player in the FCS where number 37 by Hero Sports. Yeah. Yeah, like the guy sports, hasn't even yeah. like hardly played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hero sports. He's just like yeah. number thirty-seven. Montana, he's got to be good. Uh, yeah, rest of defense all secondary. Um, Weber, Idaho, Sac, Eastern, Northern Colorado. Uh, special teams. We got some Idaho kids. Uh, we got Junior Bergen uh, as punt returner. Trevor Gradney as uh, special teams, and Tommy Sullivan, Montana State, is special a long snapper. What does that mean, special teams? Like the guy who's just the gunner? Who does that yeah, tackle people? Just, just, <laughs> just the wild man. <laughs> the wild man, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so that's your that's your all-conference teams. It's uh, preseason, so, um, yeah, I've watched a few things from the media days. I don't know. Bruce Barnum is always great for some stupid quotes where he was – Bruce Barnum's shine's worn off on me a little bit. The <laughs> shtick. It's like, okay. Yeah. Because at some point, I mean, it's like the shtick can only last for so long when you're doing nothing. Yeah, else. when you keep winning two, two games a year and you play in a high school stadium in Bruce, Hillsborough. Bruce Barnum's had, what, one winning season? Yeah, his the first, first year so where he took win. over. And he won and, Coach of the Year, right? Basically, I mean, that's like a ESPN 30 for 30 coming up soon. <laughs> <laughs> took over a team. They busted everywhere to become buddies, and they won the conference. Yeah. And they beat Texas North Texas. North Texas so bad they fired their coach immediately after, after the like game. Sixty six to ten or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They put a few guys. That team was so full of transfers. They put a few guys in the pros on that team. They always do. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, nothing. Nothing jumped out to me too wild with media days. I don't think. Um, Montana sent our center AJ Forbes and our starting safety Trajan Cotton there. I watched both their interviews. Um, Love both those guys. They're just good dudes. Uh, both transfers. Uh, is Cotton from Idaho? Oregon State. Or, he transferred from Oregon State. I don't know where he's from. Like, Didn't you guys have an Idaho transfer? From. He's from Or did you have a guy transfer to Idaho? We had, we had Trace Latexier go to there a while ago. But Trajan, Trajan is not from – he didn't come from Idaho school, and he didn't grow up in Idaho either. Okay. So. I, think, I think Trajan's a sack kid. He is from Sacramento. You're right. So, yeah. He was Oregon State, right? Yeah, he came with... Um, Future uh, conference corner. rival Oregon State. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, nothing too earth-shattering there. Cool interview to see those guys. Happy for those guys. I think it's, it's kind of fascinating that uh, it seems like each year you don't bring like the expected guy. Montana doesn't... It, some schools do this. Some schools don't bring the guys you expect. Like, we bring the center and we bring the safety. And it's like, usually you think, okay, they're going to bring the quarterback 
and then the legacy defensive guy, Have right? You met Bobby Houck? No, no, I know, I know, I know. Who did the cat send? Nolan Askelson and Sean Chambers. So he sent the quarterback and Askelson where to see and linebacker. So see the, and is he wearing the the cat legacy number? Yes, yeah. See, there you go. Okay. So see. Yep. I didn't even know that. Quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Not Tommy. They sent Sean Chambers. He's a senior though, so I think oh, they okay. prioritize the senior. Are you saying we wish, you wish we sent KB twelve? No, I'm just saying that that's <laughs> an interesting message to send to your starting quarterback, but you know. There's no starting quarterback in Montana. Tommy's a good dude. Let me okay. Let me just try this thing. <laughs> All right, we try. have we have one beer that has not passed the test. You guys do that. I'm gonna this way. Left, then a right. <laughs> yep. Then a right. Left, then a right, and then it's probably a mess. While he's gone, I'm gonna try one of his. I might need just one of these one of Bozeman insane. amber ales. Okay, we're not gonna say the name because we don't want to trash on us. Oh, yeah, no. Mr. Michael? Oh, no. I'm good. Is there a variety? No? All right. It's a good-looking, like, label on the can, you yeah. know? Like, it's eye-grabbing, and it's... It's an... I, I thought that when I first read the name, I thought it was, like, related to skiing. But this is, um... It's related to biking. Yeah. Okay. Um... Shit. <laughs> yeah. What else you got for us, Mike? I feel like short of jumping into preview stuff, we've beaten the uh, conference talk. Conference talk to the yeah. end. So I don't have anything else to talk about. Okay. Okay. What? I also have done no research for the pod today. What's the first? The first game is se- September, September like two or seven. Um, it's Labor it's Day early. weekend, Saturday at noon. It's the only noon game all week, all season, and it is get ready. First Saturday, I just don't understand how we do our scheduling. Are you guys rolling back your tailgates? Of course. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, uh, we got a lot of questions. Let's jump into questions. So huh? let's uh, let's just jump into questions. Uh, okay. Um, PDX Grizzly wonders how many uh, beers per broadcaster will be drunk tonight. Um, well, I think we're kind of in that 2.5 type of range. Probably 2.5, right? yeah. Might have to pour this one out, though. Uh, PDX was wondering if we're going to try to revitalize the uh, live podcast attempt that we... We want to do this. We just need to... Like a location, like a live show? We have a location. Yeah. We have a location. It's just... Doing the work, Coordin- yeah, co- the coordination for it. But you know what? We were maybe we we're thinking too big. We should just do a live podcast with do us here. and whoever hosts and whatever. So I mean, we can just we don't need to set do the cameras here. up. We can go somewhere else. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So we don't need like the speaker, the PA, and all the. Yeah. No. Yes. We'll do yes. It. Okay. This this no, is no, the year. Date on it. This is this the is year. the year. <laughs> Tell you what, I believe in you guys. I'm either going to have a lot of time later in the year or not. So we'll okay. Figure it out. <laughs> so okay. So uh, the so we we the next question I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of paraphrase, but uh, Mike, uh, once you are our city's mayor, um, are you going to do anything about nil? And can we do the podcast in the mayor's office? <laughs> well, this podcast doesn't make any money and is not for profit. Yeah. So I don't see why not. Okay. Um, I, Keep going. 
I will tell you, this is more fun right here. Yeah, we're just goofing off. Yes. Um, so should I take my beer back with me, or is that considered a violation? <laughs> campaign <laughs> violation. I was going to leave it, but... This is not a campaign event. The NIL stuff is well beyond anything that the city controls, but I tell you, it's fascinating. Um, uh, yeah, I have thoughts, but not not ready for now. Okay, I've actually wondered, and I don't want to jinx this, but I was like, I wonder if Mike would let me into the mayor's office. I've never been in there. <laughs> I was like, if I just showed up one day, would you tour me around, or he'd be like, Luke, you gotta leave. <laughs> I'm busy, okay, dude. <laughs> There's always time in my heart for you. <laughs> You're like the groupie trying to get backstage after the concert. You're like, I know the band. I, I know him. I know the drummer. He's, He's my friend. We do a podcast together. You know that the staff in front of the mayor's office is amazing, right? Because they're like, they have to deal with all of the shenanigans <laughs> that shows up at City Hall. There's no way I'm getting past that fortress. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. Um, so... We do have a lot of questions asking us about roster and depth and stuff like that. You want me to just cherry pick a few here? I mean, what do we think? Yeah, cherry pick, go through them. I don't, I don't care. I just, we, we may go into more depth on those. Yeah. Down yeah. The road. Uh, you know, so some questions that uh, I've kind of seen a repeated theme on this, so I'm going to kind of gloss over a couple, but just some players on offense and some players on defense that we maybe potentially see as breakout type stuff. And then with some of the coaching changes jumble up uh, that we've had, um, anything that excites you about that? I I heard that we got a transfer. I think his name's Riley Wilson, linebacker, mm-hmm. uh, who was told to me by a player on the squad that he's our best linebacker. I think Bobby Houck actually said that post-spring game too, okay that he might be the best linebacker we have um so as far as uh you know someone to like surprise grizz nation mm-hmm. um maybe it's not a surprise anymore if you pay attention to the yeah. media but um that's something i was like really excited about mm-hmm. i am actually really looking forward to the revamped offensive play calling the coordinator position yeah i mean we had to make a change it was clear not to pick on anybody or anything no, but it was we just needed. we needed something different and i think brent pease has been around for a long time he's been a lot of places yeah. and i'm excited to see what he does equally uh defensively um coach bradford i think has been a defensive coordinator before but it's been a long time he's been a position coach for mm-hmm. quite quite some time so um arguably has had the most success uh has translated the best success out of individual players as a corners coach he's also one like we talk about some of the guys and the resumes that the staff has on offense but yeah. he's, his resume was well outranking being the cornerbacks coach at yeah. montana so yeah. I, I mean his resume says he should right be you know qualified for this position so let's watch it Speaking about assistant coaches, I saw the Eastern Washington defensive coordinator was like hired to be like the associate head coach of like Northwestern huh. after they. Oh right, they had some changes. I was like, who looks at Eastern Washington as like? There must I be, need that guy's DC. Yeah, they were like they're yeah. like old friends or something. Off on <laughs> Right? No, like if you look at Eastern, it's like I need a defensive yeah, coach from that the school. school known for their defensive all- prowess. Have all the Bobcat uh, assistant coaches stayed out of jail this year? Or? Thorny. <laughs> I was assuming they would come up here. <laughs> <laughs> 
to I be determined on that one, I think. Couple coaching, <laughs> there's, but there's been some change, right? Couple departures in in, uh, in Bozeman too, right? For coaching, coaching staff, yeah. I think there has. I can't think off the top of my head. Nothing major. Nothing major. Both yeah. coordinators are back. Both yeah. coordinators are back. Okay. Back. I want to highlight two more names. Um, this name shouldn't be unfamiliar to. You. I guess either both names shouldn't. But Kale Edwards. Um, yeah. He. He didn't get. I mean, he played last year, but he wasn't like a he, cornerstone of our like defensive. I mean, he had a scoop and score touchdown front. against uh, Indiana State, but he was still playing special teams. He and fumbled. Whatnot. He fumbled. A, he had. I think he was one of the guys that fumbled a kickoff in Idaho or something. But he's six five. They list him as two forty, and he's a re- he's a hell of an athlete. Oh my god! And so I I kind of think that now that he's. This is his fourth year in the program. Like he's, he's a sophomore. He's a sophomore. Yeah. <laughs> he should uh, he should raise some hell. And then I cannot help but mention like Eli Gillum. We are Gilman. Yep. Gilman. Excuse yeah. me. We're deep at running back. We have X Xavier Harris, Nick Osmo, Isaiah Childs, who have all seen real playing time. Gillum, we saw saw a flash, a flash, and against North Dakota State too. Not just yeah. yeah. So, it wouldn't surprise me um, if he ended up being UM's feature back when it's all said and done. Yeah. But that shouldn't surprise anyone who follows really, really closely. I could be wrong. I felt like on a pod last year, Coulter told us that he thought Kale Edwards was, like, the best NFL prototype guy on this defense because he has, like, the size and physical stature that, like, translates to that next level where it's like at the FCS we see this all the time right we have great quarterbacks but they're 5'11 and yep. they're never unless if you're Russell Wilson you're not going to make it to the NFL great defensive tackles are 5'9 yeah yeah uh, <laughs> or you know like uh, great corners are 5'8 or 5'9 and so things like that but like that's like I think what Coulter is trying to say is like Cale Edwards like has that build and seems to have that kind of skill set that is like a next level type of, you know, whether he's got the talent that will get him all the way there, but I'm excited for him too. Um, so one post was asking us like, uh, you know, the home games you're most excited for. The next one was like such a downer. It's like <laughs> season ticket holders. Are we wasting our money this year? Cause there's only two worthwhile games, uh, this year. <laughs> the home game I'm looking most forward to is when it's kind of cool outside. I mean, I think I don't like sweating in that stadium. <laughs> I don't like the sun's beating down on you. I mean, well, we we host we host the brawl this year, so mm-hmm. I mean that's the game. Yeah, that's the answer to that question. Um, I don't know. You know, I think <laughs> depends on where we're at. <laughs> that point. Yeah, I think that uh, <laughs> hey, ye of little faith. Um, I don't blame people for being a little bit lackluster, and it kind of goes back to the like people waiting to take the next step. Like, yeah, you. I think they've done a good job of getting people re-engaged and the you know, season tickets have been going up and all that. Um, this is an interesting year, I think, for Grizz football. Because yeah. the, the schedule is kind of frustrating. It's like you don't like to see a non-D1 team on there. And... This you isn't know? just some normal non D one team. Well, but I mean but that's even fans worse. aren't going to care because yeah. it's it. Uh, but the win would mean nothing either way, and, yeah, and the it's, loss could yeah. be yeah. So, so Ferris State's a night game. It's a blackout game. 
There's going to be special jerseys for they it. They have two night games, right? And then Sac State is a night game. And I think, who knows? By that point, when we play Sac, we're going to know if they're anything good or not. Yeah. Is um, that an ESPN game? I think so. I would assume so. Sac I, I was wondering State. about this the other day. Have, have the Grizz won any of the ESPN linear games yet? I feel like you lost Eastern. Not the road games. I mean, playoff the, game, playoff night. Well, yeah, games the regular season. Like too. since we had the partnership with ESPN Plus, but we they were on, get... we were on two two years ago, and we won one of them. Right, we lost at Eastern, but then Washington was on ESPN. That's the pack. But then work. last year, the the road game was sack sack, and we lost uh, that one. They've been they've been great uh, games, yeah, great TV games. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they were. Um, is it a curse? Yeah. Playing on the ESPN. The road Two. ESPN games, for sure, we haven't. I feel like there was, one of the ESPN games was a home the same season, and we did win that, but I can't remember. So, Grizz home. Butler, Ferris State and Knight. Woo! Uh, uh, Butler. Yeah. We played them a few years ago, I think. Idaho State. Um, yeah. Northern Colorado. <laughs> Sac State. And then... Montana State. We go to Idaho this year. We go to Idaho. We go to NAU. Um, fun fact. Third string quarterback at Idaho coming out of spring camp. Britt. He made NAU. Yeah. So he didn't he didn't win the job and he's not the second string. Not not in spring, so you know, who knows? But yeah. So it's tough. Uh you know, the other thing I don't know. It's hard to imagine. Every now and then, well, we see this annually. There's some upstart team that like has a winning record because they don't play anybody else. Uh, and sometimes they're okay, and sometimes they're really not. It's really hard to imagine that either Idaho State or Northern Colorado with new coaches and practically new football teams would be those squads that could do that. But, uh, I don't see a team like that this year. I, I don't I want I don't to pencil in wins and losses for every team this year. Yeah. I don't see anybody like coming up and like, oh yeah, they're gonna be good this year. That you don't expect. Yeah. Maybe Northern Arizona is the only one that even has a chance, but I think it is even pretty bad this year. Yeah. Yeah. Or Martinez went to Nebraska. That's Where did right. he go? Yeah, that's right. Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The landing spot for the Big Sky apparently. Yeah. But that's where uh, Darian White went. For the Bobcats, women's basketball. She went to the rest. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, now our punter is it? No, our previous punter previous was punter. in Nebraska. Yeah. And, and then Cam, was it a camera? Is it the Toure? Toure. Smart Toure. And now sport. he's like he went to Nebraska. Starting slot receiver for yeah. the Packers. Yeah. Nebraska poaching the big sky. Is he really the starting slot receiver right now? Yeah. Wow. Hell yeah! That's I awesome, like man. Yeah. Uh, all right. So let's see. Um, whole bunch of questions of why the hell do we have a cat fan on the podcast uh cda grizz does not have a question for us yet but he's just happy we're here um why do you have a cat i'm happy fan? we're here too why do you have a cat <laughs> fan? Um, i'm okay to be here <laughs> ever grizz question for the whole room what is the best college helmet colors and logo not maryland no there's a hideous hideous i hmm how about the big sky? Let's narrow it down to the big sky. Best helmets in the big sky? I always liked Idaho State's. So this is going to open me up to some criticism. <laughs> Not big sky. I've always liked Michigan's helmets. Oh, yeah. You know, some team in our conference has basically copied them. But 
<laughs> I think they look classy. <laughs> I don't know. Helmets. I always like Michigan's too. That's probably a good answer. Oh, as far as the one, Big Sky. God. Do the Bengals have all the. No. No. Isn't sometimes it? they're cool, sometimes they're not. I was going to say they've had. Don't cool they just moments. usually have the ISU yeah, logo they on them? They don't, because they don't use their tiger. They've done that a couple times. See, like, the logo's change a couple times. Their logo changes all the time, I feel like, too. So I'm a sucker for, like, like when teams do like blackout and all black and so like when Weber rocks the black helmets with the purple print yep. I like that a lot I like that I like that lot. Weber old school W that they had yeah. too that has like a little pointing off that's it. it's like 80s vibe on it that's pretty nice I like that a lot yeah yeah damn it uh, and when Portland State had that the the spear oh the, the top uh, the, oh man uh, that was like Jerry, those, Jerry Glanville yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had like this little spear, and they were in all black. So the Vikings, yeah, and they'd wear all black. And they, had that they scored black. 70 points a game and lost. Yeah, Mouse Davis was their OC. Yeah, they'd lose games 80 to 70. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Everett also wonders if there's a clear-cut number one fantasy football pick this year Cooper besides Cup. CMC. It's got to be Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I, Christian McCaffrey is a full year in Kyle Shanahan's offense. If he can stay healthy. I mean that that dude could break fantasy football scoring records. Could. Yeah, it's got to be a running back, though, right? Like, <laughs> Three of us in one fantasy football league. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Don't give it away. I don't know. I think I might pick Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> Najee Harris. No. <laughs> the NFL running back in fantasy is one of it, like nothing has changed more in fantasy. During my fantasy adult life, or you know, like yeah. maybe not adult, but like we, when did you start playing fantasy football? Twelve or something? Oh, wow. Ten? Yeah. A long time. Yeah. Ago. yeah, it's so long ago, and the fantasy running back has been like the most uh, uncertain position. Like, oh, for ten. sure. I mean, Christian McCaffrey was like, last two years was like, or no, it was Jonathan Taylor last year. It was like the consensus number one. They got hurt. Colts were awful, right? I don't even think did he even finish as a top fifteen or twenty guy. Well, and yeah, I don't think so. And now there's only yeah, like a handful play. of them that are like true full season workhorses. Yeah. So yeah, if you don't get one of like those good ones, one of the top ten. Well, and what's been fascinating joining up in your guys' league too, because I'd never done PPR before. And that's such a different change as well, too. It's so much more exciting of a league. Oh, for sure. Because that was like in in other leagues, like Cooper Cup is PPR is like Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, PPR wide receivers are just, I mean, you pick them over a lot of running backs Uh, in in other like more standard scoring leagues. Well, you might still, but you're not going to make as much points from them as you would another. So, yeah. I need to have a good fantasy football year. I've kind of sucked the last couple. Thanks. I'm going to start studying now. That was a good question. Luke, I, I do have an important question. Um, in at least one of the leagues I'm with you, I'm in with you, because we're in two. Yep. Who won the championship last year? <laughs> Michael. <laughs> <laughs> make sure people Mike know. Mike won. Mike is Mike is the the champion of one of these leagues. 
And not the one Brent was in, unfortunately. <laughs> so I can't hold this over but both of you. The ah. coolest part is like the league that Mike won was the inaugural season. So you're already. Oh, it's a it's a, named after. It's a franchise. It's a true Dynasty franchise. League. Yeah. So like you draft a player and he's yours until he. Did retires. you just suggest we name the trophy after me? Yeah, That's a you great won idea. it the first year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All That's right. Actually, not a I mean, the Lombardi go. Trophy, right? Like no. the you know, he thought that he won, well he won the first Super Bowl. I guess, we should so. put this out to vote. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of interesting because I'm like. It's such a deep league. Like, I'm drafting dudes like I've never heard of. <laughs> and you got them. Like, so, so you draft a team, and that team's your team this year again, too. Right. Can, but, like, if you're like, I don't want half these guys, they're bums. I mean, you can cut can guys. Can release them? Okay. And there's, like, rules on free agency. Interesting. Um, but there's only certain windows because we did a rookie draft, and it, it's it's interesting. But we're actually kind of feeling our way through it because this is the first off season. So oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I'm in one where you play your team, so like my team is the Packers, and I play all. You have to like of your roster spots. I think it's like eight or nine have to be, wow. and then of course, and so. But I also like could not play, could not pick up or play like 49ers if you were in that league. And so, so your fillers are t- unclaimed teams. Whoa! So then the bye week, you're like a mix and match hodgepodge, and so you gotta like strategically put your team together. I just don't have enough time for for to be really good at fantasy football. Are you in any fantasy leagues? No, because I usually space out that. Oh, I need to set my lineup. <laughs> I got like a guy who's like benched or got hurt and he's starting well there goes my season <laughs> yeah and then just end up trying to wave wire my way back into it <laughs> that, that's I drafted like Levy and Bell that one year he held out <laughs> good game yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah you don't want to draft well keep an eye on Jonathan Taylor and Saquon Barkley no Barkley's back right he said Barkley's right. back yeah. Uh, okay, just a couple posts I'll just bring some attention to because it's kind of topics we touched on. MT Grizz Rule was talking about a couple players on both sides of the ball that uh, he's looking forward to that didn't get a lot of talk about. One he brought up that uh, Sawyer Racanelli, who transferred here from the Huskies, is a wide receiver. Mm. He came here last year, of course, had an injury and missed the whole season. Uh, I don't think played in spring ball, but just where can he fit? Because, I mean, you're bringing in pack. Still, still pack ten at that point. Talent, and uh, how he fits, and then uh, he's talking about Jared Ramos on defense. I think one of our D line guy. Um, and then <laughs> next post says uh, from Proud Grizzman was uh, uh, just a picture, and it says uh, he wants you to be all aboard the Gilman train. So he is yeah. all about <laughs> Eli Gilman at running back. And uh, yeah, so um, and then a whole bunch of posts about Gilman. And that is what we got on Egress. Let me hop over fast to Twitter here. Um, you better ask the one I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> refresh the feed then. Um, we can still call it Twitter, right? I'd have to call it X. I'm, I'm never calling it X. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, Sorry, okay. Know. Let's start with Johnny Claxton. After, after having such high expectations last season and the team falling short, uh, uh, I can have much lower expectations for the season. Can this ex- team exceed what he assumes would be an eight and three season? Can they exceed it? Sure. I have, yeah. the, I have the Grizz going nine and two. Oh, hey, yep. there you go. I think the, cat fan. the 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 schedule kind of I mean lends itself. See, this is where it's it's a tough year. Mm-hmm. Like, well, 
Go keep going. Not a tough Sorry. schedule, but I mean yeah. it's a tough like it's a good year for it to be kind of a questionable year because the schedule's on paper not great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we get northern Colorado. We get oh, let, let me back up. We get Butler, <laughs> Utah Tech, Northern State. Arizona, I mean, Idaho, Idaho State. Idaho on UC the road Davis. is tough. The cat game is always tough. NAU on the road is always tough. Yeah, but we've struggled. Before every hard team, though, we kind of have a layup. Like, except for the UC Davis Idaho back to back, the October 7th, October 14th. But then before Sac State, we get Northern Colorado. Before MSU, we get Portland State. Yeah. So, like. Top five Portland State, just throwing out there for Top. Brian Marceau. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. God, I love that guy. <laughs> the joke that will last it's forever. It's going to go on forever. Yeah. Yeah. It's never going to die. I actually regret reviving it. <laughs> just now. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 9-2 and two I think is very pragmatic. I could see, you know, 6-4. and four. Just as easily yeah. as I could then see, you know. You mean six and five? Six and five, yeah. Or, Thank yeah, you. seven and four, yeah. Mm. I mean, and that's bigger, broader, scarier discussions, but, like, if you fall short again, like, what kind of talk are we having? Like, is this just, oh, it's another building year? I mean, we're. Oh, yeah, Vidlax, you know Vidlak's just, uh, he's got two more years, so. We'll yeah. see by the time so we got, There's a lot of seniors on this defense. I mean, like, this defense should be pretty good. And, yeah, so, uh, well, I, I know I faced <laughs> – Mike's teased me about this. I placed maybe a little bit too much confidence on uh, your class versus, you know, year in school versus um, – You're ageist. Yes, I am ageist. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, okay, the uh, – one of our favorite Twitter accounts of all time, The Jungle of ISU, asks, our thoughts on the upcoming monumental upset – Loss to the ISU Bengals this season. <laughs> That's a pretty funny account. My I that, question, I yeah, account. Those with, guys with his, great. you know, confidence bordering on unfounded arrogance, I'm surprised he thinks that would be an upset. To be fair, he did not say upset. Just monumental loss to, <laughs> for the Grizz. <laughs> it is a monumental win for Idaho State. Is, just assume is that's tr- just another day in the park. That is a trap game for sure. Because <laughs> um, Cody Hawkins is going to run that program even further to the ground. Oof. Uh, has Cody Hawkins actually changed his uh, Twitter bio <laughs> I, to say that he's the head coach of Idaho State? I think yet? so. Okay, because uh, Ryan, Ryan Foley, the other half of the <laughs> R&R podcast, was down there, and he was he said he was all decked out, looking professional. So, because okay, yeah, you good. looked at him on Twitter, it looked like he wasn't even a head coach anywhere, let alone Idaho State when he first got the job. <laughs> uh, okay, so a couple questions uh, asking about coach reshuffling uh, that we've had, how we feel about it. I think we kind of touched on it a little bit. I think. Like Mike had said, my opinion needed. Um, we're just going to have to see if it was the right moves, but that's the way it always goes with a new hire and with a reshuffle. Uh, so, yeah. Um, we'll see. I have nothing to add. Not, nothing to add. <laughs> um, I do see here, though, and maybe this is something I can spin off into, that John Connor points out to us is um, when the Grizz play Portland State, Bobby's son will be coaching across from him at Portland State, and he's wondering if there would be a group hug, uh, or it will be just stern oh, there will Hulk be a group game hug faces. Because there's already a group hug with Barney. Yeah, we so got Barney's kid hug. over here. 
I bet there'll be a group hug and like a patina of shit talk. Is there any? Is, does it shock anyone at all that Bruce Barnum hired Bobby Houck's kid? No, no. it's like a trade, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. we've got yeah. Well, my my question as a cat fan, of course, is does Robbie Houck get credit for tackle if that's a group hug? <laughs> <laughs> How many tackles does he get credit for there? <laughs> Uh, he had a lot of road tackles too. Until you done, until you do a study of all tackles and the breakdown. Uh, I watched some film. So funny. Uh, okay. I, Sorry, I'm, I, I'm so funny. That's the joke that won't die. The answer is yes. It's yes. A, it's actually a quarter of a tackle for every special teams tackle. Okay. Yeah, we talked about this. It's royalties. Tackle royalties is what it is. Royalties. There we go. There we go. I like that. Uh, Jared Keen, happy to have us back. Dick Gochi was asking us about uh, Pac-12 implications. I think we talked enough on that. But um, if, if we didn't keep that question going, because we'll answer it some more, if not. Andrew, we'll, uh, we'll have to get at you later on that one. Uh, Silvertip Nation had a cat cast question. Uh, you are entered into the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, yeah, right, contest for that. next year, <laughs> and you have the full year to prepare for it. And if you place right last, either. the cats forfeit the next two seasons. How many hot dogs... Could you muster? Joey Chestnut. All the guys. All the guys. I'm dead last in any eating competition. You might not think of looking at me, but I cannot put it down. Okay. So cats are forfeit. Cats are done. I'm sorry. Cats are done. I might be able to eat four hot dogs. Maybe five. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, wow. Curtis Wallace then asked how many hot dogs the GFP guys think they could eat. Not as many as my stature might suggest. Man, I'd give it a try. I, I mean, I'd, I'd give it a try. Ten years ago, I'd probably put some down. But I, I just find the whole concept of eating that many hot dogs. I'm not too worried about that. I mean, the way they eat those things, that's just like... Just gross. Well, the third place woman ate almost 25. Oh, my God. Dude. What size are, what size are the hot dogs? Are they just like a standard one? Or are they like, like the skinny little Hebrew national ones? Or well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are they little smokies? <laughs> little smokies, I could like, eat maybe. They're just standard ballpark hot dogs, aren't they? And the bun, right? Yeah. They dip them in water. Yeah. So who ate the? What was the? Who finished last? I can't even imagine the texture of a right? water dipped hot dog like, bun. But it's so they can swallow it whole. I, basically, you know, I, I understand the reasoning. God, how do they not just have to go get their stomachs pumped? Well, like you look at these guys though. They talk about this. Like Joey Chestnut's like not a big guy. No. But, but I mean, got a big stomach they, in there somewhere. They do have. <laughs> um, they already have. Oh wait. But Joey Chestnut, like if you Joey stop, Chestnut ate sixty two. You step back in ten minutes. And you, I haven't eaten sixty two hot dogs You just in a like year. appreciate Joey Chestnut for what he does, which I am not. Like this is not something I follow. Yeah, I saw something this year that basically he has revolutionized competitive eating, <laughs> and how before, like well, the year before Joey Chestnut's first um, competition, the winner ate less hot dogs than the last place finisher. This year. So I got it in front of me here because before Chestnut was Kobayashi. Kobayashi was eating 53, 49, 53. So it must be Kobayashi. Then. But then uh, before Kobayashi, it's 25, yeah. 21, 19, 24, 23. And what did you say? The third place woman was 27? Was, was almost 25. Jeez. But I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> they have qualifiers. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, <laughs> which sounds like a great one of those like fantasy football. Like if you take last in your league, you have to go to one. You of have the to partake. Do a qualifier. Yeah, talk eating relegation. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the grand prize is ten thousand dollars. That's it. That's it for 
taking your stuff, your life. Um, what is? But he must get some sponsorship deals. Like what? Oh, Nathan sponsors that guy for sure. I was gonna say because you wouldn't just <laughs> like you wouldn't do that year after year just for fun, right? You probably gets free hot dog. I'm not sure you'd want to ever eat a hot dog any outside of any other time of the year. I want to. I'm trying this to find the results. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to find as well too. From last, like from so, like one okay. of the qualifiers to find out. So okay, here it is. The lowest eight fifteen. So Chestnut was sixty two. How many competitors? In how many, in how many minutes? Ten. Ten minutes, or is it ten competitors? There's fifteen competitors in ten minutes. Even. Wait, fifteen yeah. was the lowest. Fifteenth, eight fifteen. Fourteen eight sixteen. Thirteen eight twenty two. Ten minutes. Well, maybe not. <laughs> That's. I mean. <sighs> Don't oh give me Doctor Pepper. This guy. That's. It's like this, like that's dog. one hot dog every forty seconds. Oh God, that's a lot. <laughs> okay, minutes. all right. Perspective <sighs> time. No, not gonna happen. <laughs> all right, uh, moving on from hot dog eating. Uh, Tom, <laughs> maybe coming home after the mow, you know, the mow or something. Uh, hot dogs. Uh, Brian Hunt asks what all of our off-season conditioning look like. I have no idea. <laughs> we should put a pin in that and ask a, a Wait, player when they. Come. No, no, no. Hour. Oh, hour. <laughs> oh my hour. god, guys, let's just be honest here. <laughs> Pretty much since I decided to run for city council two plus years ago, yeah. my conditioning has been on a downhill <laughs> run because you just don't have time for it anymore. And that has only gotten worse. Thanks for your sacrifice, Mike. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's my own fault. <laughs> Got to plan better. But oh boy. Fair. I keep getting ads for V Shred in my Facebook feed. I'm gonna need you to check that out for me. <laughs> v Shred. I don't know what that is. It sounds painful. I know exactly it what looks that is like and what some the sort guy of weight looks loss like. thing. That's all yeah. over my social media. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> they're targeting wrong if it's all yeah. over your social media. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mine I get. V oh my god. We're gonna now. What did we just move into? Uh, yeah, they're listening. Um, I swam a little bit in lakes, nice. and uh, I walk the dogs or the dog when I can with my wife. I do a lot of deep bench pressing. That's about <laughs> it. Let's just see. I should have gone to conditioning camp with James this summer. It would have been good. Yeah. Conditioning camp for four-year-olds. <sighs> I need it. Just for regular dudes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't want to die. They don't want to die. That's the name of the camp. <laughs> Four-year-olds that don't want to. We've actually they want to do other stuff, good too. <laughs> <laughs> the conditioning camp for forty-year-olds who don't want to die and do other good stuff too. I want to point out how little I appreciated like public school because you know, like as, as like a adult with like a full-time job and stuff, you're like, man, I wish I knew how to play an instrument. And then it's like, oh yeah, well in public school they'll give you an hour a day. <laughs> It's like, oh, I, I wish I spoke a foreign language. Like, oh, actually, in public school, they'll teach you a foreign language. You know, like, I yeah. never did any of that sh- like stuff. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah, you have gym every You have an hour to work out every day, yeah. like, let alone if you played a sport. And learn all these sports. you to, like, just run a mile every single day. Can't, can't you just go down the hall and get <laughs> into one paycheck. of the studies that the, the grad students are doing in the... Uh, yeah. The department down the hall? You know, I do a lot of stuff. I'm a subject in a lot of studies, Mike. <laughs> and one of the one of the interesting things, I don't want to um, get... We study a lot of climate and, like, uh, environment. Well, like, impacts hum- on... Human physiology okay. stuff. Like, how, how well do we recuperate our body 
fuels at different temperatures or altitudes or under various conditions um, due to like some of the funding that comes to us through the Department of the Defense. Yeah. Right. Like they're super interested in like um, getting our mil- our military <sighs> soldiers, I guess. I guess that's redundant. Our yeah. soldiers like uh, in tip top shape and stuff. Right. So, like, so you're a contractor of the military. Not not me. Interesting. <laughs> no, I heard it. But and, yeah, and so I'm gonna, you're I'm like Tony underscore Stark. But one of the one of the critical measures you want to do when um, studying environmental like human science is get a core temperature, and so a lot of the studies require like physical exertion in heat chambers, and you know like mm. you can manipulate the environment, but they'll put a probe in your anus. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a Saturday Night Live skit about this. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so every time, uh, you know, like a one of the professors or a grad student comes around, they're like, hey, we're looking for, like, <laughs> subjects over 200 pounds or something. Okay, question. Do they have to put it in or can you put it in? Uh, I'm not sure which one's worse. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't always, know either. <laughs> you always put it in. Okay. Is it self-administered? Okay. It's self-administered. <laughs> and I remember the very first time I participated in one of these things. I was probably like 19. I was like a just undergrad. And um, I got recruited. They were studying like... Hold on. You were participating in studies where they were putting anal probes in your body when you and I were living together and this never came up? <laughs> Why would it? Yeah. <laughs> like, but well, you kept a lot of beer money. I don't, I don't some, want to talk about it. It's taking some therapy, Mike. <laughs> maybe we'll talk about this. <laughs> well, and and actually, your sprinkler guy, uh, who's like one of the most published yes. researchers in yeah. wildland fire research. He's brilliant. He's a brilliant man who was like, I'm going to make a killing uh, in the sprinkler gig. So he left the university. But he recruited me. Very charismatic, big personality guy. He's like, oh, we're looking for dudes. We're going to put you in a heat chamber. We're going to study four different like shirts and stuff and sweat rates. And like the military's looking for these synthetic fabrics that might like keep you cool. And I was like, he's like, uh, like a hundred bucks each time, you know, you walk on the treadmill for two hours and 100 degrees or whatever. Next time I see the maniac, the sprinkler maniac, I'm going to ask him about this. Okay, please do. And so anyway, <laughs> I go in, I'm hooked, right? And I go in to the lab and they're like, okay, it looks like you're ready. Just And he has this like, you know, anal thermometer <laughs> probe <laughs> thing and he goes just go into the bathroom boop yourself come back out and i was like what i was like you didn't tell me about this he's like yeah we did and i was like i would have remembered this thing okay so <laughs> so i go into the bathroom and i get oh i get the God. device in and they come out and apparently I'm out relatively quickly, and he like kind of looks over his shoulder. He's like, "You're ready already?" And I was like, "Uh, "Yeah, John, uh, I'm I'm ready." He goes, "That that was quick, huh?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "I told you, it's not too bad, especially with the lube." And I look at him, and I was like, (laughs) "I was like, John, what lube?" (laughs) There was like lube on the sink, but I was so in my I was so in my own head that I didn't notice it. Tell my dad I've sold my core temperature for a hundred dollars a session. 
and this is why Luke is on the pod. <laughs> you're wondering. Man. Oh my and, god! And so, so now you know, grad student will come by and they'll be like, "Hey, we got to study or whatever." And I'm like, "Is there core temperature?" And if they say no, I'll say, "But can I give you one?" I'm like, I can't do a study without it now, Mike. It ruined me. <laughs> oh man. For the people that don't listen to the very end of this podcast, they're literally going to miss out. Oh, my God. Put that in the Twitter. So, uh, Grizz fans, that's, that was your off-season conditioning question. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Just you asked, who asked that question? Uh, Grizz fans, Brian. <laughs> Brian, you asked. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't even. <laughs> I'm crying. Um, wow. Okay. Uh Bet you that's Where never come go? up on the R and R cat cast yeah. before, has it? Uh, no, can't say that. <laughs> it, just, just so you guys, Ryan's on his phone right now. Like, never. If there's anyone out there interested Ryan, in being a subject, a reach out. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! Okay, uh, Erkwitz. had two questions for us, but uh, I'll ask the more important one first. Um, and I did have to correct him. Since it's hot out, was hot out. Which one? Dairy Queen, Cold Stone, Big Dipper, or Sweet Peaks? I added in Sweet Peaks. He missed Sweet Peaks. Dairy Queen, Cold Stone, Cold Stone. Big Dipper, or Sweet Peaks? I have, I have a contention. I don't think ice cream lovers really go to any of those establishments. Really? Here's I don't when I want ice cream I don't want to stand outside on asphalt for 35 minutes and like waiting for like the sweet or the the big dipper cone. I want I'm first of all I'm buying it in like a big carton late at night with like a hoodie on you know like self checkout. (laughs) I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna mess some ice cream up baby (laughs) right like I don't want to. I don't want a double scoop with a waffle cone, um, and I'm not going to wait 35 minutes for it. But of that list, <coughs> big dipper for me. Yeah, I'm I'm a sweet pigs guy. They they're good. They're really really good. I, I like how they get uh, non traditional with their flavors. I like their rotating flavors. Like I think I've talked about this before. In Christmas, they have one that tastes like a pine tree. Yeah. And it sounds weird to think about pine tree flavored ice cream, but it's like... It tastes like gin. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, it does, yeah. <laughs> it's like a gin and tonic and ice cream. Um, we, but, uh, yeah. Gin, like, gin floats with that oh. ice cream. Oh, shit. Might be a little too much. Might be a little heavy. Yeah. Gotta get some clothes soda in there. You're fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like Big Dipper a lot, too, though. But I like how Sweet Peaks. But I feel like... Because Sweet Peaks is based out of Kalispell, right? I, I think they so, yeah. based out of Missoula. So it kind of feels like you got to have some loyalty to the hometown. But yeah, over Dairy Queen That's or Cold Stone, easy decision. One of those two. I um, I mean, I like them all, clearly. You know, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> never missed an ice cream. I never like. ice cream. The, the Dairy Queen on Higgins is just such a nostalgic thing for me because it's just like well, it's like a Big Dipper thing, yeah, right? Like you got to stand outside. Forever. Yeah, um, I love the Big Dipper too. You know, big fan. Um, I yeah. don't consider Cold Stone in the same category, even though I like their ice cream just fine. Yeah, Sweet Peaks is low key very underrated. I think. Yeah, you know, uh, downtown there is this ice cream place on Main Street. 
by and I want to say it's like by um by, by the, no the other side of Main Street. I was gonna say, that's sweet <clears throat> um, this is uh that's yeah that's sweet pigs. Mm-hmm. No, I know that. Oh, it's not and ice it's, cream. It, it's um, but it's but they they like it, they want. I want to say like Vietnamese or Thai. It's like it's got some sort of name, and they like roll. They roll yeah. it up into little funnels. Yep, it is like surprisingly good. Yeah. I can't think of its name now. No, but I know what you're talking about. I yeah. was thinking there's not enough ice cream places in Missoula. There's, yeah, well, there's quite a few. Like out by like where Highlander is, Highlander. Like there needs you to be a DQ. It's like DQ <laughs> yeah, and Coldstones on and Coldstone. Yeah, that's right. They're out there too. But yeah. I'm like, there's gonna be like a locally owned option out there soon, right? That'd be nice with all the building. Yeah, I mean, you can get to Big Dipper pretty quick. The there's a Big Dipper by the mall. You just hop down reserve. You're there to. And there's a cut over. You're there pretty quick. Okay. But yeah, it'd be nice to have something out there. If I got five bucks in my pocket, I'm getting a blizzard. I'm sorry. There you go. Yeah, that's so, fair. I love those things. They're, they're awesome. It's dependable. Dependable. Reliable. I also like to drink my ice cream, so milkshakes are really good. <laughs> <laughs> and the Hoagieville, which I love to death, has that orange-sickle yeah. thing. That's also quite tasty. Um, orange cream-sickle swirl, whatever it's called. <laughs> Last weekend, my wife and her friends did a, a girls' wine tasting trip to Walla Walla, and so I had to entertain my children uh, for days on end. And so naturally, one of the very first things I did was I took them to the Mo Club and got my girls milkshakes, and they uh, thoroughly loved the milkshakes at the Mo Club. Yeah. It's not ice cream no. places that make the best milkshakes. It's like burger places. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's always the weird places. Like yeah. They don't have ice cream. They just have milkshake, and they do it really good. Milkshake is that damn place good. That uh, like Superior or whatever, that little Huckleberry... Milkshake place out there. Those are great. Yeah, those are fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I've been there. Oh. I have to um, get down the way out of town, probably. Yeah. No, it's a big gas station. Yeah, take the exit, and it's there on the, the left. They got the trout aquarium. Yeah, it's a huge gas station, but it's like kitty corner, like this little tiny little shack. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking of something. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, how many questions do we have left? We got a few. Okay. Um, are you are you good? Or are you? Cause this is a long podcast for you. I'm good. Hanging in there, Corey. This is a, <laughs> you guys really make three hours seem like two point five. Hours. <laughs> <laughs> we, what are you talking about? This is not even a two hour pod yet. <laughs> we just pushed into hour two. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, bad. Not bad. Uh, okay. No, we pushing hour. I'm still three. on Washington time. I'm all screwed up here. Uh, Eric was also asking us if we're concerned about the tight end position with Cole. I Bruce very much am. Yeah. I had um, a question on that too. So I I'm did. Interested to see what you guys say. I did notice we have two transfers. Um, that I maybe was unaware well, of? I think that, I mean, well, because you and I have known about this for a while. The coaches have known this was coming for longer than yeah. it getting in the media last week. So hopefully they've kind of made some prep. But we, I mean, we had some guys leave too beforehand. It's a bummer. Like, I was really excited to see Cole Grossman in this new offense. Same. And that's kind of the first, like, the, the just kind of big bummer news that, uh, um, when it kind of dropped it, but uh, so we have a sophomore, Joseph Gresmick, okay. transfer in, and then a junior, Evan Schaefer, transfer in. And I must have missed these two transfers. Well, they did announce a lot during the summer, and then they were just boom, we've got 16 new players. Yeah, and so um, 16 non freshman new players. So yeah, so a lot of transfers. How many of those were surprises? Because I yeah. saw that posted, I'm like, I mean, how many of this is new? The, so this, the junior Evan Schaefer is six five two seventy. It's a tight end. That's like Tucker Craft. <laughs> <laughs> and then Joseph Gresmack is six five two fifty. 
So, um, and then after that, it's Micah Ashton, Joe Weider, Jake Olson, Eric Barker. I actually think Jake Olson um, is going to be a good title. Eric Barker played a bunch too. Yeah, I think it's going to be health between those guys. But I mean, I I think this offense is going to probably look a little bit more like a traditional Hawk offense from before, with a lot of focus on running back and running game. Mm-hmm. So I think the tight ends in this offense are going to need to be able to block a lot more than have 600 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns. So, and that's the unknown because I think we talked about this time and time again. The last few years, Cole Grossman was horrifically underused in the offense. And so looking forward to what that would be like this year. And unfortunately, we're not going to see that. So, um, yeah, bummer. But do we do we think he'll be back, though, right, Grossman? Yeah. Uh, we so, think. Yeah, I mean, all signs are pointing to him being back. Um, he that was like his message he put out that he'll like kind of see you next year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I hope so. That's like the challenge is like because we've joked about that with Cole. I mean, he's got to be like twenty three or twenty two, <laughs> twenty three, twenty four. Like, I mean, yeah, we'll yeah, he's a redshirt junior already. Redshirt junior, and he had a gray shirt and a COVID Four, shirt and a redshirt six. Yeah. So he'll be in his eighth year next, like after the season. He's gonna be a doctor. <laughs> I I hope they get him a couple degrees, like a yeah. master's, I, maybe a, a minor, something. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, okay, Tom Kuglin is wondering who leads the Grizz in receptions this year. Better be Junior Bergen. Is it gonna be yeah, Ryan Simpson? He could lead in he touchdowns. Could. He, could. he might lead in touchdowns. <clears throat> Fonts, I'm excited yeah. for, but I don't know if he's going to be. Yeah, Keelan I think it's back. wide open. I mean, I think Junior Burgum's a good thought because they're going to be diverse with him. I would think, but you know, in the in the spring game, it looked like Sam Vidlak and Aaron Fonts were dialed. Well, so it doesn't take much to have a deep ball better than anything we've had for a while. So. <laughs> What's that look like? Um. <laughs> Did you see Dalton Sneed won his team yeah, the, um IFL? Whatever it was. Whatever. He was the MVP. He was the MVP. Yeah. Good for him. Did you see the the melee that yeah. followed the game? No. There was like no play. Like some players went into the stands and stuff. Oh my god! Really? Isn't that great? Oh, I, John I'm Boy IFL? had a yeah. John Boy had a post about it where he was like, you know, lip reading some people. In the stands, like they're just boys, <laughs> just boys. Uh, at that point, they're like post college. Like at some point, you aren't just boys. No, one of the players went into the stands because like after a kid, twelve year old kids are talking shit. What? And the mom's like, like they're like little. But that's not good. <laughs> yeah, not, uh, not great. But James Nugent, that doesn't live under this roof, was asking us about the Pac-12 implosion, so I think we covered that. Yes, quite. indeed. He actually, that's my brother, he, yeah. he messaged and asked if we could talk about the Pac-12 implosion. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, thanks for listening. Idaho superfan, Rack of Tits, 69. Oh, God, why'd yeah. you say his name? Just <laughs> wondering which. R-O-T. <laughs> R-O-T. Uh, it says, specifically for Thorny, what restaurant do you prefer, Twin Peaks or Hooters? Oh, my God, what? Is it Hooters close? Didn't it close? 
Yeah, it's it's, it's now Chicago. Propane propane that's a, oh, I thought it was Old Chicago. That's a propane no, that's store. That's a, old Chicago's <laughs> in front of it. <laughs> what are my choices? Twin, Twin Peaks or Hooters? Oh, what is Twin Peaks? It's, it's, I'm assuming it's, it's the it's same a Midwest sort of Hooters. Thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like this guy has a theme to what he talks about, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been at a Hooters one time and it was awful, so I'll, Twin Peaks can't be worse, so I'll pick whatever that is. <laughs> I didn't order the wings, though. It was pretty stupid. Uh, I had wings once at Hooters and they were not good. Well, that's supposed to be their calling card. Their salads are real bad. <laughs> that's... Uh, that's the blue dolphin, right? Isn't the salad bar great? Blue dolphin. That, that's my. Oh yeah, I ran into Hooters. Who would have salad. thought that the Hooters salad bar was horrible? <laughs> I it was a salad bar. Mahoney said they had the best salad bar in town. Uh, anyway, a lot of sensible people that go there. I was on a health kick that day. Uh, I guess twenty-two years old or whatever. Um, Green sleeves gingerbread wants to know if we want to do a Nebraska corn huster segment. Kind of did. We are, I was going to say, I mean, in comparison to most of the teams in college football, we talked about them quite a bit. If Montana had a professional football team, what city would it be in? Great Falls. Kyle Dyrus. Great Falls. <laughs> Jesus. It's most centrally located. Like Kyle Dyrus says Billings. I thought I said he can't be Billings. I thought that was the question. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Billings is an option because, well... It's Billings. No I, one would want to go to Billings. I would vote for Great Falls. I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't say that. That's no, not nice. I would think Great Falls. It'll have all the small towns. No. Like, easily it's, get there. Well, well, here's the thing. is It's not going to be Luke. Bozeman or Missoula. Like, it's just... Okay. it's it's. It be, we, we, already the, we already have the college teams here. So put, it's it, be. put it in Butte. Butte is is too far away. From what? From Great what? Falls has a decent airport. Butte has no way from <clears> From... They'll build an airport for that. <laughs> From like Butte's one flight state. to Salt Lake I'll take every day. Things are, that are never going to happen for 500, Alex. Let's move on. Yeah. Shelby. <clears throat> Shelby. You know what's going to happen? We <laughs> had a ch- heavyweight championship fight. The train still goes through Shelby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh my God. It's happened before 100,000 people for a sporting event. It can happen again. All right. The Shelby <laughs> Sugar Beaters. That's already it. Chinook. Chinook. God damn it. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the name of the Shelby professional. <laughs> um, Jordan Rumble wonders our thought on QB battle. I think we kind of touched on it a little bit. And Bobby Houck's contract. I think he's, he's like on one year right now. I don't know anything about this contract. I wonder, and this is complete cons- conspiracy, and um, we don't have, I mean, like, I, I, I believe that if Bobby Houck wants to coach, he's going to coach. Like, I don't think any of that. I kind of think that if he wanted a contract extension, they would have given him one. Yeah. Which makes me kind of wonder if, I mean, Robbie's done. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, he's got a place on Flathead Lake. He's probably done all right. Maybe he's going to retire. Seems unlikely. He's a young man, but. Yeah, I think he'll coach here for as long as he wants to coach. Well, here. I, I agree. Yeah. I think he'll coach here as long as he wants. But that's interesting. Yeah. And so it's like when I talk, when you hear some fans kind of being over him or not. I mean, I like I can understand that, but I just don't think it's a realistic thing. Mm-hmm. He's going to coach long enough until Robbie can take over. Well, which will be after this year, right? I mean, he's, he'll have his <laughs> one year. He's got his one year at Portland State. He's ready. <laughs> Uh, Silvertip Nation wonders if Bobby intentionally voted the Grizz last in the coaches' poll, so they'd sink to sixth in the overall poll, saying nobody believes in us to provide narrative to spur a b- even bigger chip on the team's shoulder throughout the season. 
It would be really funny if every head coach took that tact. <laughs> All of them, both their team last. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could see Bobby doing that. I was kind of hoping we would fall lower, but just for that reason. Yeah. I could see it. I could totally see it. Um, yeah. I don't know. All right. I had a couple more questions. Let me. I just got to hit uh, the, the DMs from uh, the best QB club bartender in the world, uh, Donovan, who is um, oh big fan. Um, so Donovan had a couple questions here and uh, says, uh, seeing how good uh, returning O line running backs are, if we have a mobile QB, could we adapt to a more read option type system? Do you believe we still stay at the Bobby Ball playbook? I think if Sam Vidlak is our starting quarterback, it is Bobby Ball all the way. It is ball control. It's run the ball, run, 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 set up the pass a little bit. But I, I really think, especially I think the Springing McDowell kid tells me they saw what Sac State did and a, and a little bit Montana State in a different thread because Montana State has two mobile quarterbacks but play a little different type of game. But I think he saw that a dual QB system can work if you tailor the sets of offense to the QB skills rather than force a QB who doesn't fit in a certain design to do something he's not best at. So, and that sparked three pages of discussion on Egress of people just bashing uh, unrightfully so on Chris Brown and how he may or may not fit into the system and stuff Mm -hmm. too. So, yeah. I think that's right. I don't think there's anything to suggest that we're going to have a new dynamic offense next season. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Brent Pease was an offensive coordinator in the SEC. I mean, he's he's well accomplished. So, but he also <clears throat> I mean, he also got fired from UTEP in the middle of the season. So, where is he at and how does he see this roster and how's it going to all fit? We'll have to see. Yeah, I I also think that our defense is the the team plays within like a team scheme, and you're going to rely on the defense yeah. to get a ton of stops and give you field position. And I don't think there's going to be like a lot of risk taking on the op- not as much as yeah. some fans would want, because in the whole team scheme, which Bobby is the CEO of, um, I think it's going to be more of the same offense, yeah. knowing that our defense will be solid yeah for the most part should be uh donovan also wondered if we had a surprise offensive mvp prediction sorry um no i don't have a surprise i think it's gonna be junior bergen junior bergen it's gonna be junior bergen or one of our running backs could be x i'm excited for him i think he's ready mm-hmm. thorny who's gonna be the cats mvp and why will it not be tommy montana that's a good question. Because it's going to be Sean Chambers. Be Sean Chambers. <laughs> well, they're going to they're split, right? Rotates too many guys. Running backs will all get shared carries. Fullback will never get that. Wide receivers aren't going to – no one's going to be getting all the balls like maybe some other years. So, I mean, I guess it's probably if Tommy stays healthy, I guess it'd probably be Tommy or Sean Chambers. I mean, those are the two obvious choices. Do you think they'll do the thing where they just give it to the entire offensive line? Ah. <laughs> Our MVP is the O line. I can see that. I can see that. They gave it to the assistant film guy. Um, That's a hard one. Yeah. uh, Okay. Question for the whole room: If you could add one fictional coach 
to your existing staff out of these three, who would it be? Coach Boone from Remember the Titans, Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights, or Coach Klein from The Water Boy? Is that the Fonz? Yep, okay. it's the Fonz. <laughs> Make sure I get my who I'm thinking of. So I defaulted and I thought Coach Boone. But I don't think Coach Boone and Bobby Houck and Brent Pease and others are going to exist in the same space and time. So I'm kind of challenged here. Uh, hey, because Brent. Clear eyes, full heart. Can't lose. And so that's, that's Coach Taylor. I was leaning to Coach Taylor. But how? what, what position is he, Coach Taylor with? Is he just head coach? Inspirational. He's the inspirational. You don't think they could, they could work with Coach Boone? Boy, that would be a change. It'd be good for him. So Boone's like Just what? like it was good for the coach that was in that in a completely different setting, obviously. What was the coach the other coach's name? With uh what? From No, this? from from Remember the Titans. Like Oh, uh well the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Um I can't remember his name. He was, yeah. Coach Boone taught him something new. Yeah, that's true. So Boone could be our sounds OC. Like, sounds like something we could use. Okay. What was Al Pacino's character in any given <laughs> That's the one I want. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> go with the Pantheon Cup. <laughs> what about you, Thorny? Probably taking Coach, uh, is it Klein's or Klein or whatever? Klein, yeah. I'm my linebacker coach. Yeah. You can take Bobby Boucher and turn him into a right that kind of candidate. Visualize. Take attack. Nolan Askelson. <laughs> turn him into the best linebacker in the country. I want the assistant coach who speaks just swamp. Betty, I'm down there. Oh, God. What is his name? Why am I blanking his name out? Uh, he just wears overalls and a straw hat. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah, he's a solid choice. Oh, my God. Line coach for sure. Oh, uh, what the hell is that guy's name? Why am I blanking it out? Oh, that's terrible. Why am I blanking his name out? Who's that? The, the the assistant coach, uh, who you couldn't couldn't make any sense of. Did he have a name? I didn't. Even... <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, just nameless character. Oh my god! There's one that comes up in the credits. Like, oh, that was his name. Uh red. No, red's the other guy. Oh my god, this is terrible. Anyways, okay, <clears throat> I might have to Google this and look this up because uh, I'm blanking out his name. Get the analyst on it. Show researcher. Yeah, we need a. We need like an intern or something. <laughs> That'd be great. They can sit in the kitchen. Just Farmer Fran was his name. Farmer Fran. Farmer I can't Fran. believe we are too far into this. This is an off-season pod. <laughs> Let's move on. Next question. Next that was question. the last question. Oh. <laughs> Darn. Anything else you guys want to talk about? The Farmer Fran topic. I just got one question for you guys. Uh, mm. How many quarterbacks that are capable of winning a game... Do you think the Grizz need, and how many do you think you have? Well, history would say we need at least two. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe that we have at least one. Wouldn't you agree with that, Brent? We don't know. I what want we have. to think so. Yes. We don't. We don't know what we have in the other guy. I mean, Chris Brown has won games, and if they call rollouts and a different I'm, offense with a good defense, maybe. But I'm going to say we have. We're going to need three, and we have two. Okay. I just, if this offense can set up like we've seen in previous eras where the quarterback is not getting destroyed 
because he doesn't need to run the ball as much, it could help. Now, granted, any quarterback in any moment can take a hit and down you go, right? Like we saw that with Reese Phillips and yeah. other other guys like that. But Especially if you play Sac State. <laughs> um, I think we need two. I think we. I. I feel like we have one. I just. I. I haven't seen McDowell at all. I just. Yeah, that's the thing. He's I don't so know what to expect It's like guy. you can't. Like all these transfers. Like I just don't let myself get excited about him until you see him because you just don't know. And it's like you and me. I, I mean, Thorny, have you ever gone to watch? I mean, you don't live in Bozeman, so I mean, have you ever gone to like watch like a couple practices, like a like camp practice type stuff or anything? Not since I was in college. <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of funny because like. Lives change, times change. We like I got the one spring practice. I don't know. If you I, got. I haven't been in a few. Years. But it's like I think it's funny because sometimes people get hyped up about highlight reels or stars. Yep. And then you go to a camp and you watch a kid play, and you're like, oh no, no. Mm-hmm. Like you watch like three days or you watch a week, and you especially as like an observer, like I just listen to what the coaches say to them <laughs> and how they respond to them, and especially like how they how they treat them when they make mistakes and things like that, and then how they operate after errors or as they learn. And then you go back and you pull up the message board. And it's it's unfair because, like, I can go watch a practice where someone in Washington State can't. But I think sometimes you see some things where people are like, oh, this guy is the guy. He is going to take it over. And I think by nature of just college football, you see it more often with um, quarterback and so people are like, oh, he was the passing leader. Uh, well, um, the kid that left who broke Andrew Luck's touchdown record in high school, um, he's not even here anymore. Um, Abbott. Uh, Abbott. Uh, everyone's like, this guy is the next guy. He broke it. You know, you got to be special to break Andrew Luck's touchdown record. And, I mean, I'm not knocking the guy, but, like, you just go watch him in practice and – I mean, he just didn't fit. It didn't work. He, and then, like, it was just not sinking. So I think that's going to be the thing. I don't know if I feel like within a week or two I'll get a good gauge on it. Uh, because we've also seen – I mean, Mike, I mean, you, I can think back to the um, – talking about Dalton Sneed uh, and Gresh Jensen, right? Because yeah. we were sitting there in that camp open, and we were like, it better be Gresh or we're going to burn this whole thing to the ground. And then <laughs> I remember we texted – you texted me like a week later, and you're like – Dalton Sneed is playing really well. <laughs> and we'd all like, nah, nah, write it off. Forget about that. And then there was like the spring game and like you could just tell like Dalton. And then it's like, and it's like that, like the little stuff, like Dalton's like talking to the receivers and talking to the O-line and talking to the coaches. And it was like. It was the leader so, void that we yeah, just had to handle. Yeah. So, um, and that, and, but that leader void, like that I don't, I that I have zero insight if we've got that in the QB position or not. I hope so. I think um, we have it at O line, but I don't know if we have it at QB. Let's, see. Let's end this pod on a high note. Uh, what are the two biggest weaknesses for the Cats? This year? <laughs> <laughs> two biggest weaknesses. Well, I'm still not sold on the defense. Uh, a little concerned about linebacker with Callahan O'Reilly graduating. Danny. You mean Riley O'Callahan? <laughs> <laughs> Danny. I always butchered his name. We call him Danny U. Danny U. Kepa. I think is how you say it. That's good. Um, he's going to be the started starting guy there. Big time recruit out of uh, Issaquah or somewhere Bellevue, somewhere down in mm, Seattle yeah, area. Yeah. But um, can he step up and uh, secondary with uh, Ty Okada graduating, who's going to be the nickelback, and just the fact that the defense wasn't even that good last year with some of the guys that they had on it. So, I don't know, the defense has got to take a step forward. That's a big concern. 
This uh, is great. We can stop. That was great. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the biggest concern because offensively, I don't have a lot of concerns. <laughs> well, I mean, offensively, they're going to march out and do what they did last year until it doesn't work. And they keep much. waiting for that not to work. But, I mean, those are Me talented too. dudes. Like, I mean, I've kind of relegated the fact that do you need to throw the football when you're running for well, five and a half yards of carry? Do you ever need to throw the ball? I was going to say, I, you know, I have <laughs> – It's weird. I, I've kind of come around a little bit on that because yeah. I have always been saying, like, someone's going to make them throw and it's not going to work. But, I mean, South Dakota State, yeah, sure. When you start to get to that super top echelon, maybe. maybe. But, but South it's going to work State in the does. big sky easily enough yeah. until – yeah, until it doesn't. But uh, we lost a lot of wide receivers, but we have, like, a couple FBS guys that are probably starting. So I suppose you have to just – for when you need it, right? Like, even if you reluctantly are yeah. going to, like, throw against... I don't know. If you could... I could imagine a game where they, they just literally ran the ball every play. But you wouldn't ever want to do that, right? No. No, they ran it, like, 20 times in a row before. Yeah, they had a game where they, like... <laughs> that was a Jeff Cho era where they were losing... Like 28 to 10 at halftime, and they ran the ball 22 straight times, and they won like game like 42 to 28 or, or 48 to 35, whatever it was. So came marching back, tried passing running too the ball, much in the, the ball. first half. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, the passing is still the weakness, but I don't think it's a huge weakness. I think people focus on it that the Cats need to somehow throw the ball over the field, but that's just taking reps away from carries. So you have to. It has to get better, but it doesn't have to get like that much better. Yeah, it just needs to be capable. It needs to be. It needs to be there to keep the defense worried about it. How many? Anything. How many more years do they have of Tommy? He'll be a junior Two. this year. Two. I almost. It'd be interesting to see if they had a spread offense that they just never ran until like the national championship game or something, <laughs> just or like the out. semifinal, yeah. right? Like. We're you know, passing for, it every down now. And they, they just do. They're like, well, listen, we got two years, Tommy. We're not even going to do it until you're like deep in the playoff your senior year. Spread the ball. Well, this, this almost <laughs> sounds like the uh, uh, Jordan Johnson offense when they tried to make him run a pro set for two years and then like the last two games of his senior year. They're like, oh, yeah, you were recruited to be a spread QB. And they went back to that. And they went back to yeah. Questionable coaching. I remember when uh, the Spurs – they're like in their last championship run. They, I saw a breakdown of the different lineups they played, and the lineup that they ran out in the NBA Finals. Uh, some writer was like, "Oh, they found this lineup as hyper efficient, like in January, and they never ran it again. But they like would run it in segments early yeah. in the season, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is a deadly lineup.'" Yeah. And they didn't pull it out until they needed it in the finals. And then, like, I was just thinking, like, could, Luke, it could be something like that. I really think you missed the cue. Oh, yeah, yeah, We sure. ended on a positive, well, I, talking about the Cats' weaknesses. And here you are talking about some NBA lineup. Well, what I hear is their head coach is going to get uh, hired midseason There's, somewhere else. <laughs> this has got to be his last year, right? I mean, he is. Wyoming job in the middle of the year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After Craig is Craig Bowl still there? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Boy, I think he could get hired better than Wyoming. I don't know. No, he's, if Wyoming wants him, Wyoming should hire him. I think. All right. Yeah. Probably triples his salary. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Mountain West teams have to do something with that extra 17 million dollars of athletic budget. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Anything All right. else, guys? Good here. I don't mean to cut you off in story time with Luke. No, no, no. Um, 
when Mike puts a puts a definitive period on his next sentence, you finish with fight on. That's like how this ends. Oh God. <laughs> we should move on from that. <laughs> should we it's just, it's just, it's Are you gonna say fight on in your oath of office? No. <laughs> weird... Go Missoula. Don't take anything for fight granted. On. All right, hey, this was fun. This it was fun. Yeah, fun. Ryan, it was great to have you. <laughs> Thanks, I know guys. we're confusing Thanks everybody by switching between Ryan and Thorny, but there's two Ryans there in the R and R cat cast. Yeah. So. But only one's here. Uh, yes, only one's here. Thorny. One made <laughs> Sorry, so Paul. there you go. Um <laughs> we will for sure be back at some point in August to do a preview show and yep. we'll hopefully we'll Get right on it. Maybe he usually does, yep. so we need to get that scheduled. And later in August, James is back because it's clearly summer and not bedtime. Yeah. Um, uh, but other than that, we have no games. So no games. We know you. We'll see you soon. Otherwise, go Grizz. Fight on. Oh, there we got it. Go Grizz. <laughs> <laughs>